Welcome, everyone. I am your goddamn guide, Arnie. Now, I'm about to take you through a fully functional power plant. So please, no one wander off the goddamn tour. And please take all the goddamn pictures you want. Now, are there any goddamn questions? Yeah, where can I get some goddamn bait? Eddie. All right, everyone. Welcome back to uh, 4chan's favorite podcast. Yes, <laughs> Gundam at NHQ. And um, this is episode 146. And joining me always is Sobra Ryu. But this is the first. This is this is a Chris-free episode. It's uh, kind of like gluten-free, but it's Chris-free. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is the first of the first episode without Chris. While he's done his uh, self-opposed exile uh, to the. Uh, to the to the mountains, to the hills, to train with his master to learn, you know the the different techniques, the the running with water technique, and uh, earning, you know, going through the thirty six chambers of Shaolin to make sure that, um, you know, because I think he wants to become part of the Wu Tang Clan. I think that's his <laughs> ultimate goal. He's finding so. a center. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like to call it Gundam Summer Edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a a light, a lighter, fresher version of Gundam without all the cynicism. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> no, just joking, just joking. <laughs> but I'm sure there's websites out there that would kind of would agree with what we just stated. So. Oh Lord, <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do? But um, yes, in this episode, we're actually gonna be doing this is probably more or less a house key housekeeping episode kind of a summer housekeeping episode hell yeah we're going to be doing a mailbag and voicemail cleanup Mm -hmm. and you're probably saying hey um i know that sometimes things are uh dedicated to chris well chris sent us something we haven't listened to it yet but he sent it a he gave us a a response that he wants us to include on all that so uh uh, and any episode or any um any uh questions that are directly done to him so uh i'll be interested in hearing what those are about so (laughs) But uh, yes, before we go on, uh, Solbro, anything on the uh, on the Solbro calendar that needs to be brought up? Any 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 things happening in the Lando stream in the in the in the digital stream? Well, I mean, uh, for those who don't know, uh, I do I do stream uh, for uh, on several different channels. Oh my God, uh, do on, you? Oh my never, Lord, <laughs> never do this. Who knew? Uh, no, uh, I, I do I do a lot of streaming uh, for Shinjuku Station. Um, we do uh, streams. We do a stream that's actually Gundam related, called EX oh. versus the Gundam Nation. Um, if you don't know, we come together to play Gundam Extreme versus Full 
annual boost every other Saturday night. Uh, it's a buy. Pretty much it happens twice a month. And um, people come out to not only play the game, but those who aren't even playing the game, they join us in the conversation to talk about uh, mecha anime-related stuff and just anime-related stuff. And just we have conversations that um, just go off the cuff sometimes. But it's a fun time for all. I hope you guys can make it out to the next one. The next one should be on the 21st of June. So if you uh, are looking forward to checking that out, if you head over to Gundam.net, you can find more details under the EX versus the Gundam Nation that would section. Probably, that would probably be better than giving dates because if people listen to this in the future, oh, yeah. they're going to be like, January or June 21st, what, oh. of next year? It's only, <laughs> I got I to wait till then. It, yeah. it's, it's October. Why, why do I have to wait so long? Yeah, so. If, you, if you ever are in question as to when the next event's going to happen, <laughs> go over to Gundam.net uh, and check the EX versus the Gundam Nation section. That's all you have to do to, to be informed as to when the next section a session is going to be, and I hope you can make it out. All right. Well, sounds good. As I'm sauntering over to the Larry King Memorial News Studio. You are the king. You are the king. Ready to do some Neos listener submitted news. And always, if you have articles, you can do those. You can post those to the Neos listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And the first one we have here comes from Poster EA Net, dude. And this comes from the Anime News Network. And I'm not going to go too much into this because I would just rather everybody just go and see this. But the Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin first episode promotional video is being currently streamed right now. It's a 90-second promotional video for the first episode of Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin anime. So, um definitely check that out i, I know um, everybody's excited and it looks like some pretty cool stuff so uh yeah, it looks really good man um yeah. people are like having a fit over the cg animation and that's like really i mean after you've seen so much cg uh mecha and all these different shows that have come out over the last decade it's like it looks really good comparison to some of the crap we've got so <laughs> i i it, the, the trailer looks phenomenal I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the finished work let's just i mean i I'll, I'll take a little crappy cgi if it's just an amazing story yeah so uh i don't know call me strange but that's <laughs> uh that's kind of one of those things that uh i i definitely would uh check out there but thank you uh mr ea net dude for your submission oh the next one here comes from wielder and he's got a little bit of anime news premiering anime premiere news yes the new two-part buddy complex sequel i know that's uh been a popular anime and it's uh mecha related i believe Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a a new project that's going to air this fall so it's coming from the anime news network and uh really they just said it's going to be called in the future we return to those skies it's going to air this fall so uh uh, it's a the project's going to depict a story after the earlier television series. So all fans of uh, Buddy Complex, you're going to definitely uh, be excited for that. And the next one, oh, you ain't that dude again. And this is pretty interesting. I hadn't checked it out. Maybe you have Soul Bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, the source coming here is the Gundam UC English site, and there's a YouTube link. And the voice actress for Marita Cruz, Tara Platt says here, adorably narrates a 100-second Gundam Unicorn Digest of episodes 1 through 6. Oh. So, wow. Yo, I have to check that out then. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, but um, that sounds like an idea to sample for the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I might it's, just jump it's off It's 100 of seconds long, so mm-hmm. maybe we'll, 
we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely some cool stuff. It's 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 always funny when people do these uh, do like these abridged uh, versions of something that's especially pretty massive, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, like six episodes of Gundam Unicorn. So yeah, so definitely uh, check that out. And thank you, Mister EA Netdude, for your submission. And the next one here comes from as uh, the teleprompter in the Larry King Memorial News Studio. <laughs> Looks like it it, it, it needs a little work. I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, the next one here comes from Wielder again. And I have heard about this show, and I've never seen any clips of it. I don't know if you have Soul Bro, but mm-hmm. this is coming from the Anime News Network. There's a Gundam Arcade competition show in oh. Japan. And it's getting it's being renewed for a sixth season. It's called uh, Kido Shinsen uh, Gundam Dio O Seven Itoro Shoten. Feels of, uh, translated to Feels of Bonds Mobile Suit Gundam the the O Seventh Ikatara Team. I, I oh. thought they blew up at that mountain. Didn't all those <laughs> didn't all those other teams blow up? All those other Gundam teams. Yeah, blow this should up? be pretty dead. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess we visited it's, it's, history is in order. <laughs> It's a uh, weekly televised competition based around the the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam arcade game, and yeah. the sixth season is going to premiere on July eighth uh, of this year. So, for those that yeah. don't know, um, the game that Neo is referring to is the one where you sit in the cockpit and you play um, in a virtual, pretty much uh, a yeah. landscape of uh, playing inside the uh, any mobile suit of your choosing during the one year war. That's pretty awesome. I had no idea there was a uh, an actual. Oh, you want to hear some more? What's that? Go ahead. This is what makes it really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It, it, the program, a team of television personalities compete with other teams from all around Japan. So you got people, you know, like, uh, you know, TV personalities, and they basically join up with these people, and then they, you know, they, uh, they, they play as teams, and they fight to win. So that, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, wow. wouldn't, I actually wonder if something like that would work in the United States, like, you know, pick pick what's the hot game and, and see if we could actually do that. Because, you know, especially now, um, contrary to what everybody believes, um, video games are mainstream. So everybody <laughs> but it pretty much plays them. And I, I almost think that maybe something like this with, like, Call of Duty a couple years ago when it was, like, super huge mm-hmm. might have been kind of a cool thing to do. But um, it's weird, though, because I don't think competition games don't always do that well in, in the United States. I know they're huge in Japan. Yeah. Like, they have competition games about all types of stuff over there. <laughs> so <laughs> On television, I can't say that one is really blown up the airwaves here oh come on street but, fighter oh. you don't think street fighter 4 with like uh with uh some tv who's, who's some good tv personalities like <laughs> ryan seacrest oh my and, god and yeah, so <laughs> so bro can play with uh oh boy uh, uh who's the oh you, uh the guy that took over for bob barker on the price is right oh, you're talking, uh, about, you're talking about fucking drew carey yeah <laughs> Hey, Solpro, I oh. want to be right you. That's my favorite guy. Oh, no, man. Shoot me now. But, <laughs> um, but no, it, 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 at it least be. I can tell you on online, there are games that get like hundreds of thousands of viewers like like uh, League of Legends and, and, and uh, I guess StarCraft in certain parts of the world. But yeah, um, we still got a long yeah, way to go well, here. That's, that's worldwide, though. Yeah. I mean, this, this, is, this is something specific to the, the country itself. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so that, that I mean that's that's a whole different situation there, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, I mean so I was just just thinking out loud, wondering if something like that could happen. Maybe um, 
Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll pitch something to Mr. Television. <laughs> so see, see what he thinks. Ma'am. So, but, uh, next one here, actually the next two come from Rodimus 76. And the, and the first one here comes from the Dena Geek website. Ooh, mm. you've heard of Guillermo del Toro, right? Uh, no, no, never. No, I'm just kidding. Me- yes, Mexican course, guy that directs movies, mm-hmm. uh, the one about kaijus and mechas. Mm-hmm. Well, it says here that reportedly he's working on the Pacific Rim 2 script. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's saying here that it might be a reality after all. He says that he's been working hard with Zach Penn and he's been working a few months now in secret and they found a twist, found a way to twist it around. So it looks like uh, Legendary Pictures hasn't committed on the production yet, but. Uh, I guess uh, Guillermo del Toro is uh, pretty confident that it's going to proceed as it's happening. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I heard about this. Here, it's it's not. It won't be a prequel. As some mm-hmm. speculate, it will continue the story of Raleigh Beckett and Mako Mori. Mm-hmm. And but then pff, there's no freaking Stringer Pentecost, man. Oh. I mean, come on. Flashback. That's a, <laughs> yeah, got to got to have flashbacks. I hope so. Stringer. Some some Stringer Pentecost. I mean Stringer Bell. I mean Luther or guy from Prometheus. <laughs> oh my God, Heimdall. <laughs> Heimdall. Well, at least he lived in that one. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, they're, they're working on it on the low. I mean, it hasn't been approved by the studio, so I know the thing about Del Toro is, and this is not. I don't. Feel, I'm not alone in this uh, in this observation. But Del Toro, anytime he does a sequel, he wants to do it bigger and more expensive than the last. And I know he's going to write this one to be a much bolder affair, which I would be open to. But legendary, legendary's uh, CEO, he is not too big on. Uh, giving budgets to movies that barely performed. And although Pacific Rim was a profitable movie, it kind of sputtered to the finish line when it came to becoming profitable. And if the second, if the sequel doesn't prove to be a stronger, a stronger, uh, performing movie, they're not going to be willing to spend more on the budget than they did the first time around. So and that is if Del Toro directs it. If Del Toro doesn't direct it, then I'm going to be kind of, uh, wary of the production because I want to see him come back to direct a sequel. And uh, it doesn't matter if it takes ten years. I'm fine with that. But I do want to see him come back and do it. What if what if, what if it's um, what if it's directed by Del Toro but written by Damon Lindelof? Oh Jesus! Well, I, I'm glad to see that Del Toro is writing it now. I so, <laughs> but if it gets treated by Lindelof, yeah, I'd be worried. I'd be I'd be mad worried. <laughs> that would be, that would how can we how can we twist this to make no abs- make no sense? And why don't we just take some, why don't we just take existing uh, stories and just Search and replace, because yeah. that's what we do. Let Lindelof stick with television. He's doing that show, uh, The Leftovers, now. Let him stick with that and leave the movies to uh, anybody but him, Orsi, or Kurtzman. I'm, or, I'm just, or, 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 or let's just all exile them onto the sun. <laughs> like, the, like the wing boy suits? Yes. <laughs> just David Lindelof, Orsi, and the other guy, they were, they were sent to the sun, never to be heard from again. <laughs> never to write a script again. <laughs> And the world rejoiced. Yay! Except awesome. for J.J. Abrams. Oh. <laughs> he lost his right hand. But <laughs> let's, just, let's just send him to. But, Damn. <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for that submission. And to follow up, Rodimus76 has another submission. And I'd like to put this in the category of the George Lucas scene, the George Lucas history. Because it seems like <laughs> what I looked at this. And normally I don't really read the... Um, articles that well until i i bring them up on the screen here mm-hmm. this one i kind of did 
because if I searched and replaced James Cameron in this article and put uh, George Lucas, uh, it would probably have the same effect because it looks like Mr. Cameron here is having to like, oh, all right, this is how I originally intended it. <laughs> oh, what? I, yes. Uh, it says here, this is from thegeektyrant.com. Mm-hmm. During the Hero Complex Film Festival in L.A., James Cameron did a Q&A with his fans and discussed his first big hit, The Terminator. And let, a st- and he let him coming up with a story. He reveals that the T-1000, you know, the liquid guy in Terminator 2, was in the first draft of his script, but it was cut due to budget constraints. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he was got to make Terminator 2. He, he finally introduced it. Yeah, but yeah, he's got, there's a big couple quotes in here. And basically, from what it's... I'm a, quickly paraphrase that the original T-800, I think Arnold's version, gets killed like halfway through the story by Kyle Reese, and then the machines send the T-1000 uh, through, <laughs> through the time portal mm-hmm. to now be the final boss. And <laughs> I'll just do the last little quote he has here. Then I realized there was no way we can make up for that, whatever, four million. So I cut the whole back half of the story and expanded the front half and that's Terminator 1. Never dreaming there'd ever be a sequel. I was just paring it down and whittling it down. So, um, it, wow, if, 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 the, if the gunfight at the police station was just something you expanded, that's okay because it's one of the most terrifying freaking scenes Holy of, shit of all science fiction, man. I mean, <laughs> that's right up there on all. I mean, that's number one as worst case scenarios in the tomes. But um, yeah, yeah I read this and it, it just, I'm, I'm, I'm transported back years ago hearing, well, I just don't have the budget to go. <laughs> uh, um, you know, originally we're going to have Java in uh, episode four, but uh, we, uh, we decided that it just wasn't going to work. And, uh, and now we're able to do it. And with the magic of C, uh, uh, we now have it. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh I my mean, god! Where did Neo go? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sitting here. I think he. I think he fell. I think he fell through this stack of cash. I'm, I sit on an ocean of cash. His furniture's made of it. <laughs> my furniture's made of. It's made of. Uh, made of Disney toys made by young Asian boys and <laughs> <in> cash. <laughs> Oh yes. no! Yes, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, and and I implore everybody, and I implore you, Solbro, after mm-hmm. the recording, to read that article in detail because, oh, yeah. like I said, if you searched and replaced James Cameron with George Lucas, it it is it is the early two, it is the late nineties, early two thousands, all over again with wow. the uh, the Star Wars because I mean, really, <laughs> I, I'm just kind of sitting there. I'm like. I don't know why all these guys just just say hey, it, it just worked out, you know. I mean, it, it, when it when it comes down to he was he was being constrained by technology at the time, so he had to he had to be. Creative. But hell, I mean, but but here's the thing. Uh huh. It's like it, it wasn't even the fact that it was a bad thing that he was restrained by technology. I mean, I to be honest with you, I can't even imagine having two baddies like that in the first Terminator. I mean, having. The Exos, the Arnold version, being killed right away by Kyle Reese halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Wow, that I mean, and it's not a long movie. It's only a little over two hours long. Yeah, it's not long at all. We, so, we watched it recently during a not anime movie night. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it's a, it, it's, 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 it, I think it's, it's fine the way it is, and um, because well, I'm not, he was, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I just yeah. these guys sometimes when they 
it, it's almost like there's justification. Like, yeah, I, I know you like this movie, but imagine this. If we had, I would have had the T-1000 in it. Wouldn't that have been amazing? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, so what? I mean, yeah. what you did was fine. I, I, you, you know, retroactively say anything. And, yeah, and, I'm, and I'm tired of I'm tired of budget constraints. What, That's what, the other thing that kills me is budget constraints because what, there's a lot of old ass movies yeah. that had that were limited in their technology and using practical effects, and they did a pretty good da- damn good job. So, yeah, whatever, man. But I, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't crap on James Cameron so much. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, you know what's got me scratching my head is he brought back two cast members to. Um, to uh to the to the next movies he's filming for the avatar series that died in the avatar series so i don't know how he's going to explain that or pull that off and another interesting bit of terminator news Mm -hmm. he he could use the newest (laughs) sensation of all science fiction what's that magic blood oh jesus (laughs) magic blood he would have to have orsi and kurtzman right for him for that (laughs) well they didn't they didn't write x-men uh days of future past actually they? they did Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, wait, hold on. Days of Future Past? No, no, no. I take that back. Yeah. They didn't write Days of Future Past. They wrote Spider-Man. They wrote Spider-Man yes. and they wrote uh, Con. So <laughs> the, the, the bad Con, not the good Because as much as I love Days of Future Past, I sat there and go, damn it, Magic Blood again? Was no. It, well, who's Magic Blood in that one? I, I'm trying to remember who those... Uh, was well, it? I'll, I'll get... Well, spoiler. Oh, oh that's a spoiler. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, if it's a spoiler, forget it. I, I totally forget. I'll, I'll remember it after the fact, but... Uh, no, I, I don't care. Mystique. <laughs> oh, remember oh. her blood and her organs? Did, yeah, the sentinels. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. There's a key plot in the movie. <laughs> but yeah, holy shit. Um, <laughs> the, another bit of Terminator news, though. Um, they're filming Terminator Four right now, and I saw shots of Arnold Schwarzenegger in that. Man, he looks like Grandpa Terminator. Man, what the really? F- well, yeah, he he's got gray hair. Who's, who's that? Uh, who's that old ass uh, Transformer? Who? Oh, oh, Cup. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh no, he's the cup of of, of Terminators. And you know what's really weird is to see the mother of dragons as uh as 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 what's her name? Um Sarah Connor. Santa, Sarah Connor, man. There's a shot there, there was a picture of her that was that was leaked online of her as Sarah Connor holding a gun. And it's like, what's the mother of dragons doing with a gun? She looks so awkward with it. And then right next to her is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. It's like, are you probably, serious? Probably, probably looks awkward without her large wig of extensions. Too. Nice. <laughs> I suppose so. She does look weird with 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 uh, as a brunette, and that's how she normally comes. So I don't, I don't know. It's 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 Terminator is uh is back with a vengeance, man. That's all. Well, that is a great segue. Terminator mm-hmm. is back because yes, oh. start all the alarms. Why is Neo so robophobic? It's time. For Robo Apocalypse news. Oh, oh yeah. my God! Oh, damn you, Robos! <laughs> and the first one here comes from Zero the Mask Knight, and he's got an article here. And I actually had seen this not too long ago mm-hmm. uh, in a magazine, actually a magazine for like smart people. <laughs> I forget which one it was, but you know, not like your regular you know sports magazines and stuff like that, but. Um, uh, this is actually coming off of the NPR website, and it talks about what makes R2-D2 the most beloved robot in the galaxy. <laughs> and you got to really kind of think about it. Yes, yeah, it's saying here, this is where I saw it in the Smithsonian Magazine, because they were talking about how people love 
R2-D2. And I kind of sat there and said, yeah, I, you know what? Everybody does love him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's probably, I would say in Star Wars, outside of um, probably Han and Vader, he's probably the, the, probably the, like, the second or third most loved character mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in that whole thing. But I have to warn people because R2-D2 is a killing machine. Oh, shit. Because he's got that little spiky thing that comes out where you can talk to the hyperdrive. Oh, yeah. That can be used to impale you. He's got rocket jets mm-hmm. that we saw, and he burned up those droids. And I think, what, the, was it Revenge of the Sith? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the movie Better Than Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And wow. <laughs> what? Just saying. <laughs> making that comment known. Oh, my um, God. But, Don't uh, get me started. Then, <laughs> then I, think he's, I think he's got a buzzsaw, mm-hmm. and he's kind of a dick. He's a bit. He's a bit of a. He's a bit of yeah, a prick at times. And not, and not only a dick to C three PO, but he's kind of a dick to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, <Luke>. yeah. <laughs> but it, it talks about how you know they're they're um, one of the guys that um, they talked to some of the people that made the movies and you know some of the behind the scene people and they talked about how like every time he kind of showed up mm-hmm. in, in the scenes, like everybody just like gathered around. And I mean, it's so funny because he's he's just a little adorable trash can. But uh, I mean, yeah, he's uh, he is probably I would I would agree he's probably the most uh, beloved robot. And once the robots know this, they are now going to make all robots look like R two D two. So they will all come after us and kill us and rip our faces off. So this is not the things that we want to go through because uh, this is definitely some bad stuff here. So. Um, Thank you, Mr. Zero the Masked Knight, for your submission. Mm-hmm. And the next one here comes from Wingnut. Oh, man. Wh- why would you do this? Oh. Why would you do this? It's bad enough that it's a robot. And this is coming from NBCNews.com. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, scientist in Korea. It just says Korea. So I'm, I'm thinking it's South Korea because if it was North Korea, it'd, look, it'd actually probably look pretty cool. It'd be like a steampunk version of a robot. So <laughs> would be, I think I'm like, eh, it might be kind of cool. But, yes, of all the things to make, of all the animals in all of time to make a robot after, what do you think they made a robot after, Solbro? Unless you looked at the article. Uh, I actually looked at the article. They made it after a uh, a quadruped. No, a Velociraptor. Oh my God! What? Yes, yes. Remember <laughs> the things that killed everybody in uh, Jurassic Park? Of course, an- an- another cautionary tale of, of man playing God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's 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 genetically. Um, clone the most dangerous dinosaurs there are because uh, that makes a lot of sense so yes uh these people in korea scientists and sometimes these scientists i, I gotta check their correct credentials because these guys are nuts but um yes a velociraptor really no thank you wow and wait, there's a video there and it will yeah <laughs> yeah you really effed up on this one science oh, no. but thank you mr uh, wingnut for your submission. Oh, and I saw this one, and this is one that really. This is off abc.net, and this is from we, uh, vent, uh, the most evil of all the Australians. You saw that emotional, that emotional humanoid robot that was built in Japan, the one that supposedly reacts, understands hu- facial, uh, human facial expressions and emotions. It's white, and it's got like an iPad on its chest. I think I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, it happened like la- either last week or the week before mm-hmm. and everybody's like oh wow this is showing uh robots have emotions no they don't they don't have emotions oh no they're they're faceless they're they're equipment <laughs> they're equipment i mean 
<laughs> the, they're, they're murderous tools of destruction. That too. I didn't want to do the audio. Yeah, it's called Pepper. Oh, yeah. It's a bug-eyed, 120-centimeter-tall robot called Pepper, and it uses an emotional engine and cloud-based artificial intelligence systems that allows it to analyze gestures, expressions, and, and voice tones. Hey, technology people and scientists, why don't we start using this stuff to like maybe solve like some of the Earth's problems, like climate change and depletion of natural minerals and stuff, and not just make some cute robot that's going to smile at us and eventually rip off our faces. So... <laughs> And, of course, the scientist says Pepper can become a very good friend and a powerful tutor for kids. Yes, just what we need to, to brainwash them to, um, to, uh, you know, to turn over their parents when the robot overlords take over. <laughs> oh, my God. This thing looks so adorable. Yes, yeah, the, robo, the robo youth. Oh. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> First there was the Hitler youth. Now there's the robo youth. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> They've already won. Oh, I, lo- I love this one. He can learn about he can learn about a family over seven year- several years and actually become a member of the family. Oh uh, man, no! It's like Rosie no. the Robot, man. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, it's it, it's just come on, man. Let's let it rock, man. We'll have a few years of comfort. <laughs> well, and, and and this is oh, you want some real comfort? What's Guess up? who it's going to be manufactured by? Who? Manufactured by Who's Foxconn. <laughs> Oh no! What them th- those robots will never live to see fuck uh, to n- never live to see two years old man. Those things will fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> the day is saved. <laughs> it, no, either that or they're going to be so poorly. They're going to be built of such poor quality that they'll immediately uh, turn on you and rip your face off. So Yay. yeah, that's that's how it's going to go, man. It's nice to know how you're going to end. <laughs> oh. Not, not my house. Uh, <laughs> Event Noir comes back with another one here, and uh, looks like NASA. They're they're big into the robots now. Mm-hmm. They're going to be sending some six-legged robots to Mars. Ooh. Just what we need. We need to send six-legged flying rovers to Mars that get take over by aliens, reprogrammed, sent back to Earth, and infiltrate our defense networks. And then the aliens attack us. This is not a good thing. Fantastic. Oh yeah, my it's, gosh. It's, so we'll be they'll they'll go ahead and mount an offense from Mars. To come back at us. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you got to love this. It's uh, six limbs with wheels on the ends that can walk and drive, and each limb can pick up tools like shovels, drills, and grippers. Yes, just what you want a robot to pick up. Shovels, drills, or grippers. And then it breaks into two independent three-legged robots, so that, that's more comforting. And it's going to fly around in a warehouse suspended from cables. Yes. Um, this is just completely scary. So thank you, uh, Mr. <laughs> Vent Noir, for this <laughs> submission. And the next one here, I'm actually going to give uh, credit to two guys because one brings up about this program, and this was recent news, Black Belt Sam, and then Vent Noir comes back uh, kind of shitting on uh, Black Belt Sam's article a little bit. But I'm sure you heard about this too, uh, Solbro, about that um, computer from Russia that they thought was a, um, it, it, you were trying to, it was taking this thing called the turning test, yeah, yeah. trying to see if it could become human. And, and they basically, and Vent Noir's article goes in there, how they kind of shoot it in the back. Like, yeah, everybody's like all crazy because it looks like this thing um, passed this test, but it really just kind of skirted the questions. Yeah. It really, it really didn't answer it one way or the other. Yeah, the Turing and, test. Yeah, I, yeah I, the Turing test is from computer pioneer Alan Turing, and it says it's a test that he created so a computer can be understood to thinking if it passed the test, which requires a computer dupes 30% of human interrogators in a five-minute text conversations. Mm-hmm. And 
Yeah, this I, I know all the and and this is what I love. This is this is why we will know when the when the ball drops who the robo collaborators are because they were all going, oh, this is amazing, it's so wonderful. And then some people were like, no, um, no, this is uh, not good. And this is the scary thing is this uh, they they tried the computer claimed it was a thirteen year old boy from Odessa in the Ukraine. So this is almost like a like a mobile suit Gundam. Uh, nice. uh, Operation Odessa. Yeah, it's like it's like the it's like the uh, Russian version of Al, but on but in Odessa. <laughs> what the? <laughs> yeah, collaborate with the enemy, man. Yes, oh, exactly. Jesus. Hook up a Cylon into the CIC. See the turning. It says here, uh, this this is a this is a human re- uh, resistance fighter. The turning test is a vital tool for combating that threat. It's important to understand how fully online, real time communication of this type can influence an individual human in such a way that they are fooled into believing something is true when it is not true. Yeah. See. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this artificial intelligence stuff is just uh, not going to be... It, it, it's it's going to destroy us, dude. Yeah, I, I'm I, telling I'm you. I'm pretty sure we'll see it in our lifetimes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's not going to be all happily ever after and we fall in love with Scarlett Johansson that uh, you know, oh, takes, care of, oh. takes care of uh, your, um, your AC and turns on your burglar alarm. So, but um, yes, thank you everyone for the very awful and terrible robot apocalypse news. And now for the best news of its kind. And this is some great stuff. This is the stuff I like to see. Hit the alert buttons because it's some survey news alerts. Let's yes. go. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Oh my God, that's bullshit. What the? And the first one, I freaking love this. And Rodimus76, you're, you're getting the Neo salute on this one because this what? is an amazing story. What? And all I'm going to say is if this story is adapted and directed by Sir Michael Bay, mm-hmm. I am completely for this. Oh, really? Yes. This is critiquesfromgeeks.com. And it looks like Sir Bay was uh, asked by some journalists if he wanted to broaden his horizons by directing other film franchises after the latest um, – uh, classic uh, Transformers and TNMT. And uh, he supposedly responded with, I don't know if you're familiar with Evangelion, but that was one movie that I want to direct. Oh, no. And then if asked if there was already working on a Neo Genesis Evangelion, he live-action film, he merely smiled. Now, this is, I, this is where Sir Bay will come to full circle. We've seen him <laughs> blow up Alcatraz. We've seen him blow up Cuba. Uh-huh. We've seen him blow up Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's even blown up the Mir space station and an asteroid. He blew up Pearl Harbor. He blew up a lot of things. Mm-hmm. This would be his magnet opus is what better person to blow up the world than Sir Michael Bay? Who else <laughs> could direct the exploding world during First Impact than Sir Bay? And people exploding in the tank. Yeah, yes. good times. Yeah, you you would you would want to see it, Soul Bro. I mean, I when, when, when we all want to see. And let's be honest, yeah. when it comes to eye candy, God damn, can you imagine who would be Oscar? I mean, they'd make Ray look probably hot because you wouldn't be all creepy looking. Um, I, I Masato, mm-hmm. and then hell, even even old lady Ritzko. Oh, wow. so it's like <laughs> I, I, everybody's I mean, getting pulled from the from the uh, from the catalog. What is it? The, uh, yeah. the Victoria's Secret catalog casting from that. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. yes. And I, I, and I mean, and I mean, you would have some of the staples. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe um, you know that 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 Russian guy that's always in all his movies. Uh, <laughs> he might be one of the one. I forget the two guys. You know, the two guys of the operators in Nerve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I forget the yeah. name. Uh, I forget the names at the moment. But ah. yeah, I mean, this, this news when this news dropped a couple weeks ago, I thought it was just rumor. I didn't realize that it was actually him that said it. Wow. I actually know that he Michael Bay is is a very good director when it comes yes. to staging action. Yes. He's amazing. He's yes. he's amazing. Yeah. I, like like uh, I mean, he's phenomenal when it comes to action. And and honestly, people look at Evangelion as like this deep 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 story. No. If you go if you ask the creators <laughs> about the story, it's not as deep as you think. They just grabbed the mismatch of religions and 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 took lore from each one of those and comprised a story out of that. And I, I like I like the creativity that's behind the show. I'll forever say that this show Ava has some of the best pre-production art and pre-production layout of any series I've ever seen. They really spent time, you know, mapping out where they wanted that show to go. It's just the story falls off uh, towards the end. And Michael Bay, if he wants to direct it, this 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 movie's been in development hell for years. If a name like Michael Bay gets in there and starts to move and shake and get it made, expect it to not be the show that you watched. And there's so many interpretations of Evangelion now that if he wants to make his own interpretation of it, cares? just let it rock because you you still have the original. You still have whatever Evangelion that you hold on to dear. Um, You probably won't see the movie in the theater. You're probably um, protesting. Oh my god, angels are attacking Neo Miami. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, because if you look at it, if he directs it, it's going to be a completely Americanized cast, Hell or yeah. it's going to be a worldwide cast like uh, um, Armageddon was. Yeah. Um, and he's he's not going to be completely uh, beholden to the original. Just look at um, Edge of Tomorrow. I just saw that movie, and that movie's phenomenal. But it is not its Japanese counterpart. It is completely Americanized, or more so, it's 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 less Japanese and more Actually, worldwide. Actually, it's Tom, it's Tom Cruise and I. It's Tom Cruise and I, and he plays what is normally a, a teenage Japanese character in in his in his yeah, interpretation they, they, of the movie? Yeah, but the, the age thing is no big deal. It's no I big don't. thing, but he it's still he's still a guy Jin in comparison to the actual character yeah. that's featured in the book, and yet that movie turned out great. It turned out great. Like if you haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow, I'm telling you, you're missing out on a, on, a, on a really good movie. It is not Oblivion. It is not the regular Tom Cruise schlock that you're used to seeing. It's probably one of his best movies in a long time. So you saw it too. Good shit. Oh, yeah. It's fucking, yeah, I saw it. It's it's really top notch and. Um, definitely catch a matinee if you don't want to spend that much money on it, but go check it out because it really oh, is good. Or fly to Italy. Yeah, and, and and seeing how that got adapted, if he if Michael Bay has the same people who worked on that working for him, I can only hope on, on, on Ava. I, I I can only hope that this is true. Yeah, because it, I would. Oh my God, this would be amazing. Yeah. Can you? I mean, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. How badass the Avas and stuff will be. There will be so much. And, you know, the one thing about the original Evangelion show, the original TV, television series, is it had freaking style to it. Yeah. And, you know, it had some really cool style. I mean, just like the whole episode where they introduce Asuka, there's just, just style to it. Like the stylization of the freaking Ava doing all. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, there's so much this, this this iconic is, about the show and the, the look wheel, of it. Mm-hmm. It's the wheelhouse to survey. And this is freaking, oh my God, this would be absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely amazing. I know this would kill more childhoods, but you know what? I I could care less because 
it would come it would come out amazing and and i would think that if it's got michael bay on it survey as we like to call him <laughs> it would generate a lot of money because you know it'll, in the end it would be a mainstream hit yeah. <laughs> he'd be the only one somehow that would make this evangelion thing work and you'd probably have a situation like two years after the fact people going man that evangelion movie was the shit <laughs> I, I think he can do it i honestly oh, can when yeah, i when i heard he the news can. it's like look this movie's yeah. been in development hell it has not had anyone touch it wow. um that had that was of note except for peter jackson and he passed on it so you know if he passed because on the it pro- the problem we're gonna have and and i mean mm-hmm. the problem with peter jackson is he's so freaking long-winded yeah and that's the danger of doing an evangelion live action movie is there's so much i mean the the remakes of it are so long-winded it doesn't need it needs it needs two and a half hours of survey explosions, 360 camera shots, mm-hmm. d- slow motion. You know the great, the the, the great, uh, the great tilted slow motion shots. Hot <laughs> chicks, cool characters, cool set pieces, a lot of practical effects. Because you know he's going to bring a lot of that in there. So, oh yeah, I mean he's. They'll use digital effects up to the point that they just possibly can't do it. But they're going to have a lot of stuff. I mean, can you imagine how cool like the the nerves control center and things like that would be? I mean, yeah. th- those would all be set pieces. It wouldn't be CGI like you would probably get from a guy like Peter Jackson. Yeah. Here's the so. big here's the big thing about Ava. A lot of creative people who work behind the scenes in Hollywood have seen Evangelion. Oh, yeah. So when this movie gets picked up by someone as big as Michael Bay, you can best believe a lot of the creative oh, yeah. people behind some of the best works you've ever seen are going to go flocking to him to work on this movie oh, and yeah. when they do they're going to try to make sure this movie turns out as good as they as well as possible so um i i him getting the movie is not the end of the world i think he's no. going to do a really good job at it and I, he's gonna he's got michael bay is a guy who has a chip on his shoulder when it comes to internet criticism and he yeah. tries to he tries to do his best with every movie he's grown with his movies i just saw pain and gain the other day on cable amazing movie it's really good and you know he <laughs> he's grown he can actually direct yeah. uh, actors now so i'm excited for transformers 4 and that'll be a litmus test on how well, possibly and, and, you, and you probably got to think too just like you said with production people mm-hmm. he's probably to a point now that he's getting better writers yeah too i yeah, mean he, writers are going to want to work with this guy because they know i mean let's be honest some of it is going to be definitely selfish on their end because yeah. they know if they write a michael bay movie yeah. most likely that movie is going to at least make at least 500 million yeah and they'll be saying hey i wrote a five hundred million dollar movie yeah. how many people could say that in hollywood you know <laughs> I'm, i am worried about the normal writers that he does collaborate with which are normally kurtzman hey. and orsi and i don't want them anywhere near his his later movies i don't know how transformers 4 turned out maybe they actually wrote a decent script for once but we'll see and um if awesome. if anything i would rather him work with someone who will come with a completely different approach and yes. and and take take the evangelion material and and adapt it into a solid fast-paced um well-produced movie and I, that's what i want to see i hope it happens and i guess we'll see what happens uh, oh maybe. we can we can only hope and, <laughs> and, and 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 we will we will uh, once it's announced that if, mm-hmm. if this does happen we will have every episode up until the premiere <laughs> of the classic we will have a countdown segment dedicated to survey because nothing would make me happier than a live action movie <laughs> Of Evangelion, directed by Sir Michael Bay, because that would just, oh, God, the irony is just so great. We will actually review it on Goddamn. Are you serious? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It'd be the first live viewing of something on Goddamn. (laughs) 
Yeah, we, we do a special or something oh like that. Oh, my God. But it's, um, it's a great segue for mm-hmm. our next survey article for Vent Noir. And this is coming from io9. And it says that Mark Wahlberg, the star of the classic uh, Transformers Age of Extinction <laughs> of All Childhoods, the upcoming classic uh, by survey, he says that this thing's got much more realistic than the previous incarnation of Surbay's classic uh, Transformers movies. So um, that's pretty cool. And I'm already sold. I know a lot of people are giving crap about it, mm-hmm. but the fact that Optimus is riding a dinosaur, yeah. I mean, come on. Everybody's like, I don't know, Grimlock, he would do- who gives a shit? It's just freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, how freaking, how awesome and how metal is that? I mean, that's freaking am- a freaking robot riding a freaking robotic dragon dinosaur thing. Mm-hmm. Come on. Seriously? <laughs> uh, d- disconnect and become, you know, all these people talk about Serpay killing their childhoods, but when I see something like that, that's when I go back to being a 10 year old kid going, freaking cool. I mean, really, right, Solbro? I yeah. mean, in the end, when you're looking at it, it's like you look at something like that and it makes you feel like a 10 year old, not sitting there lamenting, oh, my childhood got killed because. What I'm it's, amazed. What am it, I- it's, it's not the original. <laughs> G1 Transformers. What I'm amazed at is that we actually live in a day and age now. We're actually seeing things that we grew up with being adapted (laughs) competently into live action films. Some things that I would have never thought I would ever live to see are things that people would care about enough to bring into actual live action films. And I I, got four words for you. mm -hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Never would have thought in a million freaking years that something like that would be adapted because I remember reading that comic book many a time. Never was a big fan of it, but on crossovers and stuff like that. And when I hear it was going to be a production and then now it's (laughs) going to come out in a few months. I mean, I'm sorry. Everybody needs to take all their elitist idiocy Mm -hmm. and just go away. I'm tired of video game, comic book, sci-fi hipsters. Just leave it at the door. Okay. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I know you all were there before it was cool, but who the hell cares? Really? And especially like Solbro stating, you know, you, you have these things where you have so many different versions of it. Mm-hmm. And now we have the ability. I mean, how many different freaking incarnations of Transformers are there? There's a ton. There's a ton. So, yeah. so why, why is having uh, a cinematic survey version any worse than any of the other cartoon versions. It's its own incarnation, just like yeah, all the so other ones. It's like a yeah. lot of them don't connect. Um, they're just their own standalone series, and just let for the most part let it rock. I mean, if it's a bad movie, it has to stand on its own, and it's a bad movie. Part two of Transformers, I did not like. Part one and three, I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, part four, I'm looking forward to, and it looks like yeah. they're bending over backwards with a lot of fan service in it. And um, yeah. I, I I like Mark Wahlberg personally, and I do when too. I when I when he when he casted him. Him, I jump for joy because that's a guy who I know can carry a blockbuster. And Kelsey Grammer's in this. Yeah, movie Kelsey too. Grammer and um, Fraser. Fraser's in it. I'm trying to remember the one actor that's in it too. But um, all sorts of guys, dude, um, are then, in that and then, movie. And then talk about he's got that woman Lee Bingbing from China. That's a big star. Mm-hmm. So he's integrating all these people in there. The thing is, for whatever reason, a decade ago, it became very cool in the nerd culture and on the internet to crap on Michael Bay. Yeah. And the thing thing is is all these people that are crapping on it they're still stuck in 2004 but his movie making ability has gotten better yeah was he a little rough in the beginning but you know what go check out um go check out all your other heroes like spielberg and some of those guys and you know especially like spielberg he's made some duds 
as he's been older, so there's really no excuse for that. Yeah. So well, they you all, know, this, all, all directors make bad movies yeah. every once in a while. It's it's just what yeah. it is. The law of averages does kick in yeah. after a while. Spielberg has made some duds. Um, Michael Bay has really only had a one Pearl movie Harbor. that wasn't a success. Really, like Pearl Harbor made money. Um, yeah, but, but it, the it's movie a bad that movie. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a bad movie. He's made a bad movie that made money, which is Pearl Harbor and Transformers Two. He made a and good I, movie I, that I, made I, no I, money, which is The Island, and I like The Island. Oh, the so. movie's good. Yeah. And the thing is, is uh, I think with Pearl Harbor, from what I've always heard, that was Disney wanting a Titanic. Yeah. Because that came after Titanic. And you can kind of see that when you watch that movie. Yeah. But then again, all those old vets from World War II say, hey, that's how it happens. So the actual battle scene's very good. It's all the other stuff that's nonsense. It's the yeah. other 75% of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but... <laughs> EA Netu gives us even more survey news to get more excited about. Ooh. And he's saying that this is his source is Twitter, and this is probably Surbay's Twitter feed. And I gotta give it to EA Net Dude for his little synopsis here. I like this. He goes, The upcoming classic of the Transformers <laughs> film series will only be two hours and thirty minutes long. Only? Michael, Michael Bay's Twitter confirmed that our dreams of an epic six hour pyro oasis have been crushed. <laughs> And, 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 and in a little bit of a way, yes, we are a little bit disappointed. Could you imagine a six-hour magna opus of Transformers directed by Serpe? Oh, my God. I, I, I don't think our visual uh, receptors could deal with this. And I think your synapses in your brains would probably short-circuit after a while because... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I gotta give him. I gotta give him some some some, uh, some love on that. That's that's a great synopsis. <laughs> Shout out to Elliot for that. That's too fucking. Yeah. That's too funny. And, <laughs> and, and 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 notes to people out there: if you want stuff to be read, sometimes it's good to spice it up a little bit. You know, <laughs> you, you, you got to sell the sizzle, not only the steak. So, um, oh, and I know this is the only thing that's in the crawl because we've we've had such a good time in the survey news alert right mm-hmm. here we even have Solbro defending survey himself yeah, but it, then now this is going to probably bring it down a little bit because Solbro has said he's a little trepidatious about this upcoming oh, yeah. uh, survey produced uh, survey produced classic mm-hmm. and if you just go Mr. Rodimus 76 has a link to the nuke the fridge and there's some new artwork showing a little bit more of the teenage mutant space ninja alien uh, viper turtles so <laughs> the images look good um, I, 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 I got a little problem with the noses of the turtles but let me see the movie i i i'm definitely gonna go see it when it comes yeah. out and uh i will uh i'll definitely be glad to give a report on gundam a brief one about uh what i thought about it and whatnot but um the trailer really is the one thing that has me worried about it but the actual uh still pictures that they released look fantastic and um well maybe maybe it's like uh, the spider-man 2 uh trailers where they just show you scenes that weren't even in the movie so <laughs> So maybe all your fears will just go away and be like, oh, well, you know what? None of that stuff was in the it, it, from the trailer was in the movie. Oh, amazing, amazing movie. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for your submission. And thank you, everyone, for your submissions to the Neos Listener Submitted News articles. And always, if you have those, you can post those in the Neos Listener Submitted News articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And as Chris is on hiatus for the summer... The old-timey news hour is also on hiatus, so that'll be back when Chris comes back, whenever he does. And as as known, um, Hopers and Dreamers has been... uh, 
killed and shanked uh, many episodes ago. So without any further ado, we're going to go to our first and only segment of the episode, which is going to be uh, the mailbag cleanup with Sopro and Neo and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Goddamn MHQ. Just gotta keep on trucking, yes sir! I'm gonna go outside and make myself a nice, big, shiny, first place medal, sit in the sun, and have a stupendous friggin' day! Gum damn it! Well, alright, you're messy. Would you make me a medal too? In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com the Ass Backwards Enemy Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. The Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast presents Chiaki on Tokyo Nightclubs. So then I'm in this club and here's the way it works with like the foreign guys in the clubs. They're like, I'm just kind of moving my shoulders, walking over to you. There's my penis! <laughs> <laughs> just my penis. Well, I decided I'm gonna dance with a Japanese guy, because I'm like, I'm in Japan, I'm in a club in Tokyo, I'm gonna dance with a Japanese guy. And Japanese guys are the best people to dance with at clubs, because they keep all the creepers away from you because you're dancing with someone. Oh. But like, one of the big thresholds we got to when we were dancing together was he held my hand. Guys, when dancing with Chiaki, you might want to keep it in your pants. For more Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, visit www.aaapodcast.com or iTunes. Hello, everyone. I'm David Kay, a.k.a. the voice of Professor X from that old series, X-Men Evolution. And you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Logan? Logan, where is Storm? Kill it a comfort tea. Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. This has been a long time coming, but uh, we are finally going to dive into more of your questions in the Gundam mailbag. With this segment, is going to be completely dedicated to it. 
Of course, normally Chris would be the man to be delivering the mailbag, but uh, sadly, he's away on business. So we're going to be going to the post office and picking up you guys' yeah, mail. Just, and- just like the normal post, uh, the, the normal mail, the Gundam mail never sleeps. It, it never is, sleeps. It's, it's yeah. got to keep moving. It's got to keep no moving. Ma- yeah, so even with Chris gone, this mm-hmm. still goes on. Absolutely. Uh, now, for those who um, we're going to be tackling, actually, before we get into the actual mailbag, we've got a couple voicemails we're going to run through. And if you're ever interested in uh, asking questions to Gundam or leaving a message on the voicemail, call the MAHQ Google Voice Line at 305 792 8324 and leave a question or message that's no longer than four minutes. Uh, make sure in the beginning that you leave your name to spe- and specify that your message is for Gundam and MAHQ also. We're looking forward to hearing from you guys uh, whenever you guys have time to call our voicemail. And for the first voicemail, our first submission is from none other than Jose. And he asks Just finished reading volume 5 of Gundam The Origin. And all I gotta say is, I think. We can all see why Char is the way he is in Char's counterattack. I think it makes a little more sense. Well, I guess that was more of a statement than a question. But basically, he was uh, quite floored at how Gun of the Origin 5 played out, explaining how uh, Char turns out to be the man that we all know him to become by the time uh, we're introduced to him in uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. And yeah, I- I'm glad that you enjoyed the read, man. Uh, it- it- I-, I completely see Char in a completely different light now. Uh, thanks to reading that book, uh, Neo. Any anything you wanted to add about that at all? Yeah, I, I would think that um, since Origin was done after it was begun after Shar's counterattack, I guess maybe some of um, the ground, you know, probably showing some of the groundwork that was laid as a child to what he became later on. Um, definitely an influence there. So yeah, I, I agree. And once again, um, yeah, great, great, uh, great volume of Gundam: The Origin. So. <laughs> Well, we we go back to the answering machine for this next voicemail message, this time from Rivero. And he says, I'm just curious if you guys have ever seen Lenkara's uh, Bullsuit Gundam Bridge parody on thatguywithaglasses.com and got any opinions about it. Oh, and uh, P.S. Go, bro. Yes, gargoyles do turn to stone even in space. Their body naturally adapts and go through a usual 12-hour period. I'm very familiar with Linkara. Linkara is a uh, YouTube personality that um, is with the uh, the guy with glasses uh, group on YouTube and they also pretty much, the, the guy the guy with glasses has his own website where a lot of his reviewers come together to come, out, come up with creative material to review and to parody and uh the mobile suit gundam a bridge series has been going on for a long time um i've always liked uh i've always liked it and the show does a really nice job of reintroducing people to the classic mobile suit gundam and uh it's linkara's hope and mine as well that it serves as a jump off for folks to check out the original material neil have you ever uh checked out the voicemail at all I'm sorry, not the yeah. voicemail, but the uh, <laughs> I got I, my brain on voicemail. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I checked I checked some a while back, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't really watched any since, and never really finished up what was already there. And and Sobro, mm-hmm. you know, for us Gundam hipsters, we call Mobile Gundam first Gundam. So you know, <laughs> before it was popular, that's what we were calling it. <laughs> Uh, also, I wanted to address this. But yes, this this is also a an example of the internet when it's done right. This is when the internet is a force of good mm-hmm. in our society for stuff like this. <laughs> that and cat videos. Absolutely, that's that's all the internet is good for. 
<laughs> but uh, also, uh, shout outs to him for asking the, uh, bringing up the thing about gargoyles turning into uh, uh, turning into stone in space. I don't know if that is actually the mythos in Gargoyles, the TV show. Um, if it, uh, just to go off on a side note, I'm a big fan of that show, and they heavily allude in one episode that the gargoyles don't come from Earth; they come from another planet. And in order to get there, they had to. They had to travel to Earth somehow. I could be dead wrong on this, but I don't think they turn into stone when they go into space. I think they're free of that 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 situation. But agree to disagree, I suppose. But uh, do they turn into carbonite? Carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> where's Where's uh, Han Solo when you need him? But. <laughs> Thank you very much, you two, for the submissions, and I look forward to more voicemails in the future, guys. Um, next up is a submission in the mailbag from Gundam420, and he submits a few questions. <laughs> the first is for Neo, oh, and, yeah. uh, and it's, it's, it's a doozy, sir. He says, uh, it's the robo-apocalypse, and you get blown up. The only way to revive you is to turn you into a cyborg. Would you go through with it? Remember, A, you are humanity's only hope. And B, you can never go back to normal. What oh, would no. you do? No. You would just die. No. First off, <laughs> yeah, first off, I, um, if it's the robo apocalypse, I'm going to try not to get blown up. And most likely I won't be because I'm smarter than robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it just did happen, no, I'm not going to become a, a cyborg saying, oh, I'm humanity's only hope. And then I'll never be able to go back to normal. Why bother then? Well, let Why the, bother? Let the world burn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, my, I, you know, what, what, what's that? What's that thing they say in Game of Thrones with the Night's Watch? Is his watch is over? My, my watch should be over at that point. It's like <laughs> I've been telling you bastards for years that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Look, you see, you got my ass blown up. So sorry, not coming back as a RoboCop. I'm not freaking. I saw what happened to Murphy. So, I don't want to do that. I want to eat baby food oh. and have and have. Um, <laughs> I have flashbacks of that stupid uh, laser laser guy cowboy game or a cowboy show. Mm-hmm. I'm talking the original one. I didn't see the the new one, but the the original RoboCop. Right. You know the one yeah. I'm talking about. Oh the yeah, laser, yeah. The, the one with the, game. Oh, yeah. the, the laser gun game and the and the the baby the baby food that uh, Murphy has to eat. Yeah. Terrible stuff. Terrible stuff. But great movie. Or terrible. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Neil, Neil will continue to, uh, uh, to to keep his duty at the the Robo Apocalypse Night's Watch. Yes, <laughs> well, it's the Human Resistance League. He'll stand but, firm. Yeah, <laughs> with his, his mag light. His, yeah, his watch is his his watch is over. Yes, pretty. Much. <laughs> you know, I, that's a good point you bring up. They have that they have that oath that they take. I need to write an oath for the uh, Human Resistance League. There yes. You go. <laughs> I need to compose that. <laughs> we can all recite it. <laughs> Post it up for everybody. Nice. His second question is uh, for all of us. And he says, uh, in the midst of the robo-apocalypse, you have no choice but to get help from a cyborg. You can only choose one of these five options. And he names these characters. Alita, Major Kusanagi, the T-800, RoboCop, or Raiden from Metal Gear Solid. Who would you enlist? And remember, you only can pick one, and the rest will be against you. Choose wisely. Any any thoughts, sir? Well, I, I love this thing where it's like you can only do this. That's fine. <laughs> um, well, I'll just do the obvious of mm-hmm. the major, because yeah. then I can just have sex with her before all these other robots come and kill us. 
So because I'm doubtful that Alita, the T-800, Robocop, or Raiden, I doubt she could take them all on. <laughs> she's a bad bitch, but I don't think she's that bad. I think uh, my choice would be Alita because she's the best fighter out of all five of them. She yeah. actually uh, incorporates a martial arts through her robotic body that does a lot of damage just off of just the mere touch. Yeah, but so. the, the but the but the major fights in a bustier and, and a g-string <laughs> with uh, with thigh high boots. So, I mean, but uh, Alita, she has a she she. I think she actually has a uh, um, a human brain. It's just that her the rest of her body is cybernetic and. Um, so she still knows what it's like the to be human. The Major's got her ghost. Ooh, yeah. the ghost. Oh, boy. <laughs> as much as I like the Major, I think in a fight, Alita would take her any day of the week. Yeah. But um, that, I'll, I'll, just go, I'll just go for the obvious on that one. So <laughs> The popular choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Gundam 420, thank you very much for your submission. And uh, next up is Zero the Mask Knight. And he writes, hi, Gundam crew. Happy Gregorian, happy new Gregorian and lunar year to you all. And um, he says, uh, his first question is, uh, I remember a time in the distant past, about late 2004 to early 2005, when MAHQ, uh, the anime, sorry, when in MAHQ, the Gundam anime reviews for Gundam UC, for, for the UC, were arranged in chronological order. Um, you had MS Igloo, 8th MS, MSG, 0080, Stardust Memory, etc. in that order. I'm not exactly sure, but I think the Mecha section also had UC arranged in chronological order. After a while, the series in both the anime and Mecha sections were reorganized and now appear in release order. May I ask why? I've, I've always been curious about that. Well, um, that. That sounds like a question for Chris. It sure does, man. Let's ask him. So, Chris, what, what, what's, your, what's your answer for this? Thank you, Chris. Thank you, man. <laughs> Straight and right to the point. Yes. <laughs> very informative. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for that question. And uh, the next question is uh, about a particular website. And he writes, um, what do you guys think of the Why Gundam Wing Sucks website? I know that Chris mentioned it in an old mail- mailbag in 2008, and he's never read it before. Um, and that his views on Gundam Wing have since changed from its initially hateful re- uh, review of the finale. Uh, what about Neo and Soulbro? <laughs> he also adds, I recall that when I read the site, I was, when I was younger and more impressionable, I became a Gundam Wing reverse hipster and bashed on all of my friends who like Wing, even though Wing got me into Gundam in the first place. Uh, coming back to the site now, all of that stuff just comes across as nitpicking and whining, especially the UC versus Wing technobabble and the whining about the show being gay. And uh, I did a little research on the website. Um, it's actually part of the Sig Zeon website. So you already know that the, the guy who runs it is a, a big fan of the Universal Century and probably yeah. less of a fan of the uh, alternate u- uh, universes. Um, the guy's name is Doug Flesh. And uh, at the time he wrote this, you can see that the website's kind of in a, 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 a time capsule. It's definitely a site that has been around for years. And even, he even notes it on the front page stating that at the time that he created the site he hated Gundam Wing but he even has recanted on hating the show so much he just thinks it's a terrible show now so <laughs> he goes from hate to just eh, 
socks. Just, 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 just passing, yeah. passing disdain. But uh, he, he, some of the things he wrote up on the website um, from his observations of Gundam Wing, he wrote here that uh, the Gundams are nearly invincible, and there are five of them. These are some of his nitpicks. Uh, the Oz mobile suits are the worst pieces of crap ever built. <laughs> Okay. Damn. Quatra is an idiot. He says he's sorry while he slaughters things. Oh, and an indecisive soldier who hates to kill. Good guy, good idea, colonist. <laughs> Wufei is a male chauvinist, chauvinist pig to an annoying extent. And he goes on. Um, one of the ones that someone else put up there is every person from Gundam Wing is physically attractive. Compare Trace to Dag Winzabi from 0079. Compare Troa to Norris Packard from 8th MS team. I guess the conclusion is that we should draw us. Norris is pretty hot. <laughs> Norris is a rugged dude, man. Yeah, he's, he's like Chris Helmsworth. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Next thing you're going to tell me is Robert Raw is only 35. Man. <laughs> I th- if anything, uh, he, he can't be a day over 20. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I guess, um, but the, the question for us is, I guess, if we'd seen this. We really didn't. Webs- but- I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've he- I heard about it before. Yeah. I never went to it. I'll be honest with you. I've never been embarrassed to say I like Gundam Wing. Yeah. Is it, is, is it. Silly and stupid. Are the Gundams invincible? Are there a lot of things that could have made it a little bit better? Yeah, there are. But you know what? It's I still like it in the end. It's it has a it has a, a decent story. I yeah. mean, it, it's 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 a it's a decent story. Some of the tr- tangents they go on, eh, you know, you can live or die with some of them. But you have some great characters. Um, you know, of course, duo trays. As much as we crap on Zex being a low rent Char, he's probably one of the best Char clones there are in all of uh, the alternate Gundams and even the UC Gundams. I mean, he's uh, you understand his um, you know his uh, his motivation of why he became the Lightning Count, and then when he becomes Miliardo Peacecraft down the way. Yes, is there too much, uh, especially in the English version, uh, pacifism, pacifism, pacifism? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, hey, it's a different way of kind of going about uh, war. And I have to say, in the end, Trey's motivation and when it came to the mobile dolls, wow, is that, today, is that coming out of today's headlines with um, <laughs> the use of drones? And, um, you know, if, if, if this is really a good thing for us to do uh, when it comes to uh, fighting our battles. So, and, of course, it's got freaking trays in it. I mean, yeah. God. <laughs> it's, so. it, to me, uh, I'll always say this. It's not my favorite series, but it is. Uh, Gundam it's Wing. It's, it's Mobile Suit Gundam, the uh, on, cliff ha- uh, on Cliff Notes. It's, mo- it's meant to be an introductory series to get people into the Gundam fandom, which it got you and, and so many other people into Gundam, including yeah. myself. So it did its job. Is it the best Gundam series? No. And this website that he, uh, that, that, that he, that he brings up, um, it, it's definitely dated, and uh, you can tell that at the it's time... It's on Angel Fire, for God's sake. Yeah, you can, you can tell at the time that he, he, he harbored a lot of antag- uh, a lot of uh, angst against the show and um i can't hold that against him now people do change over time and he's right to feel some of the some of the way that he does because some of the points he brings up are really good like the one i can't even argue is uh about noin and i like noin but he says noin is an airhead she chose to let wufei live even though he attacked and killed her men in their their sleep disgusting (laughs) 
was like, yeah, that is a that is that is a, a bit of a stretch. But but the problem is is when you start like when you start taking like individual things like that and yeah. then start placing them out of context and saying, oh, this is just so stupid. It, I mean, after a while, it's just yeah. like, why are you even bothering? If you don't like it, fine. Who yeah. cares? Well, his, his, mean, his point of view is he's looking from the universal century into this yeah. and he's seeing that people who have done worse acts have uh, end up, you know, having to pay for it or answer for their crimes. And some yeah, of the wing boys you, didn't I mean, have the, to. But the thing is, is once again, the guy's just being a UC elitist yeah. because there's a lot of UC and first got him included where you can sit there and you can nitpick the crap out of this thing mm-hmm. and go, well, why did they do that? I mean, for God's sakes, they placed time bombs on the Gundam and then watched as the Federation, as Armro and the guys are taking them off the freaking Gundam. Really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you want to talk about stupidity, it's a lot of the stuff that Zeon did. So... Mm-hmm. Whatever, but yes, not to get off and you know, and, and to get on to some of our other uh, questions. questions. No problem. So. But, but yeah, uh, thank you for that question as well. And uh, yeah. zero, his final zero, the mass knight's final question is: uh, I'd like to direct this last question to Neo since he's the podcast uh, resident hipster slayer. Okay. Though, though if Chris and Solbro have any advice or insights to offer, it would be really appreciated. Um, what do you think about reverse hipsters? As he mentioned earlier, <laughs> a hipster who, uh, sorry, his, a hipster is someone who falsely claims to have liked something before it was mainstream. Therefore, a reverse hipster would be someone who claims to have hated something before it was mainstream to hate it. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> but actually liked it when it was popular. There's uh, the Gundam Wing example I stated above, and for non-Mecha, I've noticed some Twilight haters who seen to like making it clear that they hate, they hate Twilight just to get closer to the people who had the good sense to see it for what it was and hated it from the beginning. Uh, do you think that reverse hipsters are better, worse, or no better than normal hipsters? Uh, I, I think they're posers, personally. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, um, I'll, I'll address this. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> all hipsters, reverse or normal, are all stupid. And I say this just because, and this is the thing that just is very maddening to me mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, things in pop culture or things that we like or phenomenons and things like this. Who really cares when you got into it in the end? Because guess what? We're all not going to be on the cutting edge of something. There's always going to be things that we're going to see a lot a lot before. Uh, before a lot of pe- other people see it and becomes very popular and vice versa. The the thing is that we should just say is, um, why can't we just all really just get along and be like, hey, we all enjoy this. Okay, I didn't see it when you did, but maybe you turned me on to it. Or I turned you on to it. And, but this just, just hatefulness of like, and, and this comes a lot from, um, music especially the punk rock genre yeah because they're like that like they loved it when all the punk rock bands were underground and playing a four people in a freaking bar but god forbid if they became um you know popular and actually made money doing something that they love green and they're all sell. yeah that's an <laughs> excellent example but uh, i mean it's it's just really stupid and i think um i really think the whole hipster attitude of everything is just needs to go away because who, like I said, who cares how you do it? Who cares when you get into something? And this is especially true in like the video game culture. Who cares if somebody's a noob and they just got into something, you know what? Be glad that they're, you know, the thing is about these hipsters, they always complain that everybody, nobody uh, appreciates what they, what they're into. But then when people want to get into it, they treat them like absolute shit. So it's just so self-destructive and, 
and it's it's unnecessary and none of us are all, all cutting edge. I know yeah. everybody thinks they are now because they're all connected to Facebook and Twitter and blah blah blah. No, you're not, it, and, well, and you're not as you're not as important and you're not as cutting edge as you thought you are it's, so it's, it's this initiation mentality it's, yeah. you know, when someone new gets into something everybody else wants to hold over them that they were into it for years who um, cares I, I have uh, I have on a regular basis a, a, a stream called Jojo for, with Sobro and I welcome people who have just watched the show for the first time I am so happy to like um, to share it with them and, and to like, like to point out things to them and, and help them along so that they can, you know, learn the, the mythos behind Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and, well, you don't, and you don't even have and, to get, you don't even have to go that far, Soul Bro, because, no, but I mean, look at the, look at the whole, no, look at the whole idea behind Gundam. Mm-hmm. The whole idea behind oh, yeah. Gundam when it was started was to, um, introduce people to Gundam and Macross and all these other mecha shows and us to get into it. Absolutely. And, and, and as we had things with the internet, when we finally, you know, people finally started bringing these shows over that we, we always had heard of, but we never really had access to, or you had really bad access to yeah. who cares if it took you uh, 25 years to, to watch something, who gives a shit? I mean, all these people that when we've done like the Votomes roundup, you know, we never ever say to everybody, well, you know, it's a good thing you got it, but, <laughs> you know, we, we saw it a lot sooner. What? It's so distra- The whole idea behind everything is to, you know, show people, hey, this is something that's cool. Check it out. If you like it, great. If you don't, who cares? It's up to you. We really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, and, that, and that's the whole idea it should be. And that's the problem with the whole hipster culture is they think they're too damn cool. Yeah. And what's so funny about them is... They all think they're different, but in the end, there's all a bunch, they all look the same. They all have the hipster uniform. Yeah, it's, you it's, know? It's, it's, it's really petty at the end of the day. And, it's so and, dumb. And yeah. people just need to be able to share what they're into with other people and actually welcome them into, 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 the, into their uh, – you know, yeah. use that as a common bond with someone else as opposed to using it as a you – know, just, to, just to give it a pshaw instead and say, well, you know, you, you, you're, you're five years too late. Well, it's here, like, but here's on, the thing. Does really? it make anybody a better or worse fan because – maybe out of circumstances out of their own control they mm-hmm. just didn't have a chance to watch it yeah i mean uh Solbro and show told me the longest time about arrow i couldn't physically watch it because i was doing stuff with school and Absolutely. work i just did not have enough time in my day to sit there and watch it mm-hmm. well i finally got to watch it and i'm like wow you guys are on. but does that make me uh any less of a fan than them because it oh, took me a while or does it make them any more of a fan than me because they saw it and they were you know they were watching it as it was coming out on tv i'm excited to see it that you caught up man holy shit yeah. well it's hard not to oh my but God, that's a whole the whole different story <laughs> that is indeed uh, <laughs> but i mean but yeah in the end i i think you know if, if there's anything that all of us should do and like i said the the whole idea behind gundam is has always been is to get people the exposure to things that they normally would not have seen mm-hmm. or they didn't have access before. So that's the way we should all look at it. But unfortunately, the cool thing right now is to be the douchebag hipster or reverse hipster. <laughs> when and it's all, it's all silly because 
all it is is just people crying out for attention because they didn't get enough as a child. And, so, and, and, and at the end of the day, yeah. it's the easy thing to do, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and and I think it's uh, it's a bullshit yeah. tactic. But uh, thank you, Zero the Mass Knight, for the incredible questions. I really appreciate it. And we'll move on to our next submitter, which is uh, Sakura Angel, and he writes, "Hi guys, uh, New Year, but same question from me to you." Uh, I know by the time I post this question, it'll be February. Actually, it'll be um, in all truth, it'll be June. But <laughs> but already, but he, he continues. It'll be February, but already. But heck, what's the worst and trolling gift uh, you guys gave to a friend or relatives this past holidays? Uh, from from me, I gave a friend MD Guy's DVD collection, telling him it's one of the best anime ever made. And as a friend. I, uh, recommended to you. Uh, I can't make out the rest of what watch, he's writing. Watch it right. Watch away. right away. Yeah, I I've never given a troll gift personally. I actually got a gift for my dad this Christmas that I I told him, "Are you trolling me?" When he gave it to me, the man gave me a DVD of After Earth for Christmas. I lost my shit. <laughs> That movie is garbage. It's still sealed to this day, and I o- almost took it back to the store to get my to get, to get a refund or exchange it for just another it, movie. Just put it on eBay. I should I should have done that, but I he got me after Earth, can. and I was upset with him. It's like this movie is trash, Dad. I, as I love you, Dad, but you give the worst gifts. So uh, that I got reverse trolled. But Neil, have you ever trolled somebody with a bad gift? Uh no, just the only not not intentionally like friends or relatives. Mm-hmm. The only thing is like those um, Secret Santa, those goofy ones that you'll do. Oh yeah, for like at your job, but that's encouraged. <laughs> so yeah, one of the best ones was like uh, I think what two Christmas parties ago. Uh, the, during one of the Secret Santa things, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't really a Secret Santa. It was one where everybody does a gift, and then you pick a number, and then a oh, number yeah, the random select. The, they get to pick off and you can do anything <laughs> and somebody actually constructed a uh, zombie apocalypse um, survival kit what it was hilarious yes <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen that's but awesome. um, but I'd have to say to soccer angel um, giving the DVD collection collector's edition of MD guys that's not really a troll you're you're a, you're a great friend I mean because <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that this collector's edition had the magna opus of MD guys colon death force. <laughs> you must work for John O'Donnell. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. Oh no, I uh, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that, that took some balls to give him that, and um, I hope he's he hope he's unfriended you. <laughs> swiftly um because that's a terrible gift that's a terrible troll bro um but uh if anything uh shout outs to you sir sakura angel thank you for the question and our next submitter all, all, all i think of at the end of this question is mm-hmm. kill gore <laughs> that's what you should give next is madox 01 <laughs> kill gore that's what you should give him for his uh his christmas gift this year man if you if you really want to piss him off get a madox 01 with, wow. with our compliments. Uh, Kilgore, though, he is the man. <laughs> go, tank. go kick some ass. He solves problems with his tank. All the problems. <laughs> but uh, shout-outs to Sucker Angel, and thank you for your submission. Next up is PQ Comics, and he writes, Sup, gang, I got a couple questions for you guys. I've seen Sobro, and I've seen what Chris looks like. Unfortunately, bang, bang, shots fired. What? 
<laughs> okay. Uh, that that's a little rough. Um, let me start. What does that mean? Bang bang uh, shots fired. He's he's being like a dick. He's, like he's, he's wanting to shoot you or something? It, no, he's he's trying to he's trying to insinuate that he's insulting people when he says that instead of being cool, he wants to be a dick. So uh, <laughs> so so thank you, PQ Comics, for for killing the mood. Really, thanks. Um, but he says, but I've never seen Neo. So describe what Neo, uh, what looks. What, sorry, so th- he can't even uh, phrase this question. So describe what looks like Neo. Of course, yeah. Uh, yes. Of course, let Neo describe himself, and then you guys can rip it apart. Uh, and he adds, also, could one of you guys please replace SBR on Gundam Extreme Versus? Uh, he's making you and the Red Frame look bad. Bang bang. <laughs> Damn. Guy's a dick. He's a douche. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you, sir. Uh, So, so Neil, who would you say you look like, sir? (laughs) Um, None of his damn business. That's the correct answer. (laughs) Actually, to be honest with you, I I get a a lot of people. I I guess I kind of see it, but I don't always see it as much as a lot of people say. But I actually get that I look like uh, Kevin Bacon. You a know, lot. You you raise a good point. Yeah, you kind of do have that. You have Rich that is not a bad look. thing because if I wouldn't, because Kevin Bacon's in his fifties and he looks pretty damn good. So he's holding uh, up. Yeah, <laughs> take that as a compliment. Then yeah. So um, yeah. So that that's that's. I think it's like my nose and my cheeks that everybody says. I don't always see it, but I, I get that a lot from people. Mm-hmm. So whatever. Well, there you go. PQ comes. or that guy or that guy in that thing. That's the other thing. That I get. guy in that thing. Yeah, <laughs> the best answer yet. <laughs> but uh, thank you, PQ Comics, for your uh, your 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 terrible questions, and uh, yeah, we'll move snark, on. Snarky remarks. Oh I mean. my gosh, uh, you know, there's always got to be somebody who's just got to kill the mood. But uh, anyway, uh, Dark Hound Noir, uh, he writes, uh, "Greetings, Gundam operators. Two questions for you. Question number one." Ban Presto has given you the right to place an American mecha series or movie in their next Super Robot Wars title. Which do you choose? And uh, Neil, I'll let you. I'll let you go first because okay. I know what's the popular choice, and I know I know some other choices that would be fantastic. But go ahead, Robo Jocks. Oh shit! <laughs> we can live. We can <laughs> live. That's a fucking. That's a, oh my god! I curse. That is an amazing choice, man. That, I, I, I don't I, know. I, I, there was more of a question. Question <laughs> choice. Answer maybe, um, Mecha series, huh? Uh, a movie or any, pretty much any 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 American Mecha that comes to mind. Uh, it, uh, to me, I don't even think it has the to long be list of American Mecha. <laughs> <laughs> so long. I mean, there's a Let's few. Let's say Iron Man, The Matrix Two, uh, or actually Matrix Three. I think they had those more in that i mean uh, pacific uh, rim is the obvious choice but yeah. I, I wanted to go kind of more obscure than pacific rim but i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad if pacific rim made it in the game i'd be i'd be i'd be amazed and that would definitely be number one choice God, for me. It, it would it would well I, I was gonna say it's too damn big but then they have the down in those games yes, they too, do so. <laughs> they got they got a day on and then they got scope dogs so I it's like damn <laughs> giant god one of these days i'll kill the giant god I'm your giant god. Didn't kill the universe at the same time. <laughs> Great yeah, who plan. Win, who wins in that fight? Uh, Cherry and a scope dog or the Adeon? Dude, after seeing Super Robot Wars, the recent one, man, Cherico wins every fight with that with that gunshot at the end. That mess is amazing. Uh, he's, he's like he's, he's god tier. Yeah, he's god tier. <laughs> I know uh, my two choices. Um, I would say one of them is the Iron Giant. 
Um, I would definitely. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I would definitely put the Iron Giant. That would be my number one choice. My number two two choice, and you probably agree with this, is Megas XLR. Yeah, yeah, those are like the two. Actually, that, yeah, that that'd be cool. Or I mean, let's be honest, mm-hmm. Iron Man. Because who wouldn't <laughs> want to see Tony Stark in the freaking Super Robot Wars uh, thing? He'd be hitting on all the hot chicks, and it'd be it'd be like, what the hell's with all these kids? Like, what is up with these kids? <laughs> Where the women at? <laughs> yeah. What a grown-ass woman. And, and then all of a sudden, he just gets in one of his tinkering modes, and he's like, oh, RX-78-2, starts tinkering away on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? <laughs> I'd love to see it, man. Seeing him, seeing him gallivant through a, a Super Robot Wars game would be pretty fantastic. He'd probably he'd have to put him in the Hope Buster armor, but he, he would do some damage, man. He would do some damage. Yeah. But nice question, sir. And uh, Darkhound Noir's next question is, you are a grunt pilot in a Gundam series. Oh. You don't pilot a Gundam or prototype suit, just a standard issue grunt suit. What suit do you pilot? What commander squadron leader would lead you into combat? And uh, which ship would you serve on? So uh, any, uh, any thoughts? Uh, oh, I, I, already, I, I already know this. Go for it. This go is, for it. Oh, I'd be in Slugger Law's freaking GM battalion <laughs> and gun him the origin. And of course, I'd be assigned to the, the only captain, Federation captain that ever lives any uh, Zeon Wars, Bright Noah. Nice, nice. There you go. There you go. You're, you're insured. You're, 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 you're assured retirement. Because <laughs> as, as, soon, as, soon as, as soon as I saw, uh, you know, the gun in the origin, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, they took Slagger and they made him into a freaking GM pilot. This is amazing. That's the best. I was like, what a great reintroduction to the yeah. character, too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. What, what would you be, Solbro? Uh, mine's a mixture. Um, I've always been Methus. fond <laughs> the Methus. <laughs> I love transformable suits, and I'm a big fan of the Marasame from Destiny. So oh, yeah. that would be my that would be my grunt suit. Um, I would definitely. Or why, or why not? Just if you're a big fan of transforming, just to save your Gundam. That's save all your it Gundam. does. Or I could <laughs> or I could get into the uh, what's it the one that um the Reg Z or the um the Delta the Delta Plus. Yeah. Uh, also good ones too. But the Marasame. Yeah, I like the, the I like the Reg Z. Reg Z is not too bad. Um, but yeah, there's that. And then the ship I'd like to to serve on. I would say it's a tie between the Rock Loom and Jamil's ship. Do you recall what Jamil's ship was called? Oh, the uh, Freedon. The Freedon, yeah. Uh, I would probably choose the Freedon over anything because um, when it comes down to it, I wouldn't mind being under Jamil's command because he definitely makes you a better pilot. He teaches you how to take on new types. That, that mess is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So that, you, you, you wouldn't want to be on the good ship Argama, where it's just a Zeta timeline where everybody's just smoking back. Hey, Commodore Blacks, take this, man. Yeah, it's all about understanding the new types. Oh, man, the AUG, as much as I love the AUG, that's a quick way into the pine box. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're destined for the pine box. You get the yeah. AUG. So it, Londo Bell, I'd love to be in that because yeah. it's run competently. But uh, the, those other jokers, nah. No, I'm good. Yeah, but how many times did you get in trouble for playing with Bright's chair while he was on break? <laughs> I'm in battle mode. I'm not in battle mode. I'm in battle mode. I'm not in battle mode. <laughs> You'd have to hand out corrections. <laughs> oh my god, that's 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 the true mobile suit right there. That that move that that dope ass chair on the rock I loom, dude. That's the best. But thank you so much for your questions. Thank you very much for your questions, Darkhound Noir. And uh, we're moving on to Yokozuna Bulldozer. And he says, hello. 
Okay. <laughs> His first question is, do you think Luang Delara from Build Fighters will rise again like the Phoenix and return with the Bill Bine theme gunpla under the assumption if he comes back for an OVA movie side story or comic, etc. With his Dunbine theme, Abigorbine busted like the remnants of a, a gutter carcass, it seems like the only viable option. And my answer is nope. That's not going to happen. Even if he shows up in the OVA, I don't think he's going to be a pilot. Um, Or or in whatever's coming next for Build Fighters. If he shows up, if he is back as a fighter, I'll be be pretty shocked. But I think they're going to move on with a whole whole bunch of new opponents for the characters. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I've got very low low thoughts that that's going to happen. Here's a question for you, though. Uh, Mm. It's... um, Oh, me. Oh, I'm sorry. For you. You got it. He says, Captain Neo... Uh, yes. Would you spare Asurada from Cyber Formula and somehow find a place in the Captain Neo Howling Commando Corps as a Teletran one of sorts or just gut it out from whichever car it is uh, currently installed and feed it into the metal eating feed it to the metal eating mutant termites? What? Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Asurada was a cool ass car in Cyber Formula. He was mm-hmm. a real cool car. Would do? Am I down with having a robot-controlled car? Not really. Mm-hmm. So, but he was pretty nice, though. So maybe what I would do is I would trick him and take his brain out of the car. Then I can drive the car around. But then maybe to see if I can use him, you know, use a little bit of something called understanding, <laughs> and maybe get the robots to do something. Maybe like go into the sun. Um, so yeah, maybe would do that. But. Um, yeah, once again, man, I mean, he was a cool little, he was a cool uh, robotic car, but artificial intelligence, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to develop on this because this could be like the bridge, like when the Admiral did the bridge with the Cylons. Mm-hmm. This possibly could happen, even though the Admiral still didn't trust any of them and still would shoot him in the head when he needed to, <laughs> um, <laughs> as we saw. So <laughs> I see what everybody's trying to do. They're trying to trick me into, yeah, the- you know, co- committing on one way or the other with this, and it's just... You know, it's just not going to happen. Trying to lull you into the side of the robots, man. Yeah, exactly. You guys are not going to do it, man. Keep, keep trying, though. Keep trying. <laughs> His next question is for me, and he writes, Father Sobro, have you considered Gundam Breaker for game streaming? I think it's a fun game and would be worth it to help cleanse your name regarding the rumored heresy that is SoulCon. <laughs> SoulCon, Really? Oh, my God. I actually got the chance to play a little bit of it when Nasty Nate came to visit me uh, at last year's uh, MegaCon. He uh, downloaded the demo and we tried it out, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but it looks like the scene for the game is pretty much done, even in Japan. Um, I'm actually trying to help make sure that doesn't happen with the EX Versus series outside of Japan with the streams I run for that game. But I missed the boat on Gundam Breaker, and um, if I even if I went online with the game, there's really from what I was told from the people that I get together with for EX versus, there's practically no one left playing it. So uh, that's that's a sad thing for the game because it was really neat. But oh well, um, it's up to people who enjoy those games to make a scene for them and to and to and to and to get other people into them if you want them to stick around and last. So um, lesson be learned here. Um, definitely support the games you enjoy. Anything you wanted to add about that, Neo? At all? Uh, it's just unfortunately sometimes uh, these games, as good as they might be, they their popularity is, I guess, like a shooting star. And a lot of points, it's it's there one minute and gone the next. And you just, it's hard to understand. But you know, once again, if you enjoy playing it, you know, who cares if um, 
nobody else <laughs> is there to play it. I mean, it kind of sucks because a lot of these games are interactive. Yeah, now, it's a multiplayer game, so yeah, you, you definitely it's the only problem. People. Yeah. So, but uh, I, I, I'm sorry for the, the for 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 the the lack of players, man. And uh, best of luck to you. But um, thank you for your submission. <laughs> and <laughs> next up is Fear Junkie, and he has uh, two questions for us. The first is to you, Neo. Oh, and he, he says, if he could select up to three pro-human robots to spy on the robot oppressors, who would they be? He says, my choices would be Mega Man, Igus from Persona 3, and Astro Boy. Nah, none. I'm not going <laughs> to. You going to take the hard road? <laughs> yeah. Dress somebody up in, 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 the, in a box and, yeah. and write Gundam on it. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. I am a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I, I don't think you'll get very far, but hey hey, valiant attempt, sir. No, R, maybe R two D two. Hey man, <laughs> but he's still kind of a dick. So what about Optimus Prime, man? Or the or the Vision? Or, or... no, Optimus Prime would somehow get killed. Oh, <laughs> so Optimus Prime would uh, would <laughs> sacrifice him some himself some way or some time that's just not needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Optimus. We we can get across the bridge. No matter, I will, I will lay it down here for you. <laughs> like I I have I have I am here to protect all living sentient beings. But uh, but Optimus, we can all escape. Um, no, that the Matrix of Leadership is now entrusted to you. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to die. He's got to throw himself I, on another grenade. Is that what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> I think I think I've I think I've done like the penultimate episode of how many Transformers <laughs> series. <laughs> no, Optimus. If, if Optimus Prime is not dying, he's doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but thank. Uh, the next question is: Have you watched the Rooster Teeth slash Monty Um Om series web series? Uh, RWBY. Um, I'm not sure what that is, but uh, he said, if so, what do you think of it? Um, I could definitely say I haven't watched it, but I do recall that Neo and I once hung out with one of the members of Rooster Teeth during Comic-Con 2009. We had a mutual friend and we, uh, oh, we yeah. had lunch with them, but uh, that's as close as I got to Rooster Teeth. I've seen some of their work online, but I don't know that series by name, sadly. I'd never heard of it either. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much for the questions, Fear Junkie. And we'll move on to a very interesting set of questions from Red Stang 65 He hmm. says, uh, hey, guys, I've been listening for a long time. I guess I'm your resident mechanic. I'm a heavy-duty diesel technician, and my job oh, yeah. lets me listen to your podcast while I work. At times, Neil's, Neil will reference a certain bus belonging to a certain former president candidate. Oh, my friends. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, one day at work, none other than the Straight Talk Express came in. Oh no way! Some guy in my hometown bought it. Yo, what? <laughs> Holy shit! He, he said it's a 25 year old Prevost, uh, which he puts in captions. Not even an American bus. Completely black with blacked out windows to contain all your rage and a two stroke diesel engine of hate. <laughs> Along with the McCain propaganda inside of it. It also has giant wooden plaques indicating that it was once owned by the governor of Arizona. Feel free to make any jokes about his campaign now. I did a little, I did a little research on the Prevost, and it is a bus made by the French. Yeah. The French. Yeah. McCain, you, you, you fraud. Well, no, the, the, there's a bus, I think, that the president uses or somebody in that, and it's made by, by Canada. So, 
But the reason why those things are, um, you know, the reason why those things are sold like that is because at the end of the day of these campaigns, they can't own anything because mm-hmm. they're nonprofit and everything. So everything, once the campaigns are done, they have to sell everything oh. and pay off their bills. And yeah, they can't really own it. It's just like the government itself. The government doesn't make or really own anything, even though it kind of owns stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's it's that's interesting. That's that's pretty interesting, though. That's wow. wild, man. And a, a man actually worked. A man that listens to our show actually worked on the Straight Talk Express, man. Oh yeah. Shout outs, shout outs to uh, Red Stang sixty five. Thank I you think, very yeah, much. I think I, I think he needs to get a a Gundam T shirt and take a picture next to a diesel engine. Oh. Is that 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 would be pretty damn cool. That would be amazing, man. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he does that. And man, I, I know who to seek out during the robot apocalypse. Damn when right. We need to, yeah, we need to fix our tanks and stuff. Hell yes, man. That guy is going to be on the case. He's going to be very useful in the robot apocalypse, man. Get your tools ready, my friend. Yes. <laughs> he also has some questions. Um, it looks like it's a total of four. And his first question is Neo. Yes. We know that Chris and Sobro will betray you to the robots and, ha- and that you have been on record saying that you will shoot them straight in the face when that happens. Yes, I will. <laughs> I, I, I will shoot any robo collaborator in the oh, face. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> how- you, you, I mean, you two are, you two are I, so I, simple. I, <laughs> the, ro- the robos will have you in their hands, in will. their deep little claw hands before you even know it. They will. Yeah. However, being robots slash cyborgs that were close to you, um, the machine, oh, sorry, being robot cyborgs that were close to you, the machine uh, brings both of them back to life. Okay. Uh, so which one, Chris or Sobro, will be your pilot rival? Which one will wear the mask and have your final battle on the moon? How would the other fare? So, okay, uh, so... You get both of you get shot in the face, and mm-hmm. then the, you brought back as robot cyborgs. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know which one of you would be my rival. <laughs> if if you came back as the red frame, then you wouldn't really be a rival. <laughs> I'm not the best pilot. Uh, I'll, I'll be the quick. I'll be first to say that. Um, um, I don't know. I guess uh, who would wear the mask? Mm-hmm. I could see Chris more of a mask guy than Solbro. Absolutely. To be honest. Yeah. You're, you're not so much of a mask guy, but maybe I have to fight both of you. Maybe. Oh, and perfect thing. He's a, uh, uh, Chris is the pilot of the double O Quanta uh-huh. and you're in the double O riser. <laughs> How appropriate would that be? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but there so, you go. It's all been figured out. Terrible. It's all been figured out. <laughs> King Arthur. Nice. <laughs> All comes back to King Arthur. Every time. There but, uh, question number two. You obtain a device that lets you bring one fictional character from the Gundam universe to help you fight in the robot apocalypse. Who would it be? He says, I would think Trace would be best because he already doesn't like the mobile dolls. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> Maybe him. Um, possibly, possibly Bright, too. Yeah. I mean, because Bright's a good strategist my, everyone else i don't know my pick outside of trades would probably be garrett ran he went up against the ai and new types in one yeah that is true <laughs> yeah there you go that man's got all I the might, tools yeah i might switch it to garrett or or um or jameel yeah jameel would definitely be a be, be dope ass backup yeah. so yeah those the gundam the gundam uh gundam x boys man i i'm all about those cats but uh, helping me out in uh helping us out in the robot apocalypse but um uh, because they already live in the apocalypse so <laughs> Yeah, they 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 uh they live the the human apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> They've already been through the shit once. They can go through it again. 
But, what was uh, it? Uh, um, a planet of nine billion down to less than a million. Yeah. So and most of it wrecked. Yikes. Good lord. But uh, question number three: What stock footage from a Gundam series would work best for you in the war? I'm guessing as a uh, I'm guessing as uh, like, uh, propaganda or something. Oh, okay. I, I, to me, the answer is obvious. Eighth MS team. Those guys were in the shit. <laughs> the stock. He's talking stock footage, though. Stock footage. I mean, I don't remember really stock footage in Eighth MS team. So probably like you know like the stock footage like. The one in, in Mobile Suit Gundam, like, remember Armro going back and forth on the freaking uh, seatbelts oh, yeah. and stuff? Yeah, stock footage like that. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know that. Maybe. <laughs> I thought he was talking about using a Gundam series as stock footage for, like, propaganda and whatnot. All right, all right, no, probably the best stock footage there is. What's that? Is uh, Wing Zero wasting a bunch of mobile dolls <laughs> with the twin buster rifle doing the, the twirl? What about, what about uh, 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 Flashback of Fukuda, man? Yeah, more stock footage than everybody else, man. That is true. Oh my There's god, a lot, lot of, lot of stock footage there. Yeah, he used it. Oh, he used it throughout two series. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, he had to hit it, run it back numerous times. But uh, finally, in the, the end, isn't it just one big show? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, I would say. But uh, question number four, and yes. fi- and finally, which modern pop star would sing about understanding and raise morale during the war? Choose wisely because she'll probably go on to be a politician after the war and be your love interest. Oh, so hmm. I don't have a clue because I have not kept up with modern music <laughs> in quite some time. I've, I've musically, I'm stuck in the time warp. I'm sorry, stuck in the late '90s hip hop. Right? Tell me, tell me, sir. I, I am in in '80s '80s R&B, so I am I am definitely out of the game. Um, here. I'll say Ariana Grande. Ooh, who's that? A uh, real cute girl that sings. She's on. She comes from Nickelodeon shows. A lot of the guys will probably know. She's cute. Yeah. Well, Dag and, she, and she can sing. Damn. Unlike unlike yeah. some of these frauds that are out there, especially the ones on YouTube. But uh, anyway, Red Stang sixty five. Thank you for the excellent questions and, or, and the story. Or young Christina Aguilera. I see. That, that was I was going to say Christina Aguilera, but I thought yeah, there was nothing consider. wrong with that. Yeah. No. 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 No, she's a modern pop star. I mean, yeah, she still sings. She still sings. She judges on the voice, so she's kind of like up there. And I mean, she, she's she's younger than me, so as far as I'm concerned, uh, I would I would still consider. Yeah, but her she's a, she's relevant. a modern pop star. Yeah, she she's still she's still relevant. So I would say Christina Aguilera, if I had to pick one, would be mine. But uh, shout outs to Red Stang sixty five. Thank you. You, would, you wouldn't want Beyonce. Yeah. Oh no, nah. no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, you don't not, look, you don't look like a camel. So, I, so. I I'm more into Kelly Rowland, but Kelly Rowland hasn't been all too relevant as of recently. Little, Kelly Rowland, little, little flashbacks of Destiny's Child. Holy here. shit, she was so fine, dude. I <laughs> I I if there there was any pop star that I would have you know I, that I fell hell over head over heels for it was her, and it's like man. Um, that would be like the my my clutch choice, but uh, if not, then Christina Aguilera for those who. Are, for, oh, I do, yeah, young Christina Aguilera. Hey, um, she hasn't done any music lately, but uh, Gwen Stefani. Oh. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your Ooh. that's your lady right there. Oh, that's a that's a. <laughs> oh my God, I hate man. you, Gavin Rossdale. No, <laughs> hey man, Gwyneth Paltrow's back on the back on the. So the the, the you don't want, you don't want none of, none of that pretentious ass. Yeah, he, 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 even the pretentious guy from Coldplay had enough of her. Oh, damn! Because he's kind of full of himself. I mean, Ooh. he's he's okay, but 
I mean, he's kind of falling himself. When did this become Billboard Top 40? No doubt. What no the doubt. hell is this? Well, th- Red Stag 65, yes. many thanks for your questions. And uh, yes. well, my first dancer, Ariana Grande. Look her up. She's cute. She got. She can. She can. She can sing too, man. Mm-hmm. I like that. I have to. I have to scope her out there yeah. and then see if I can break out of my. I think. I think you would actually like her because she's got good vocals. Hmm. That's what I like. Yeah. I need someone to shake me out of the uh, about out of the time warp. I've been. I've been stuck of- music wise. <laughs> <laughs> Out, out of out of the the de la soul, <laughs> give me give me out the give me out that uh, that golden age of the golden age hip hop cave I've been stuck in for 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 yeah, twenty but years. You know what though? There's a lot of people that will say that, uh, and I I've heard a lot of people say this, and a lot younger than you say the late '90s, early 2000s uh, hip hop is the golden age of hip hop. Yeah, it, it, a lot it, of people consider it that late uh, the, so. the, with the early the early '90s and wait with the what the late '90s. The late '90s, uh, oh. early 2000s. Well, you have to remember Eminem, yeah. Uh, yeah. the you know Dre, mm-hmm. when he, and stuff like that. So I mean, there's. I look at that uh, as the Silver Age, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I'm just saying that that's what a lot of people consider it to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I mean, you, you you have a you can choose not to agree. That's well, fine. Hey, no, that's cool. If anything, there were some there were good artists still coming out then. So it's just like when people say the Beatles are the best band. I'm like, no, uh oh, no, Led Zeppelin. Not, boys. Zeppelin yeah. all day. <laughs> I will shut that shit down. <laughs> created cre- created three different genres of music, mm-hmm. especially wizard metal. I mean <laughs> <laughs> the greatest metal. <laughs> In a lot of ways it is. Oh man. But uh, we're going to go, uh, and um, our next uh, submitter is Yazzie88, the one and only. And he writes, uh, he sends us several questions. His first being, if you guys can make your own version of The Expendables, but with anime characters, <laughs> who would you assemble for a badass team of badass mercenaries? Without Mecha, though. He's, he says, I would have a team that would least include Kalen Kozuki. Okay. Chiriko Kuvi, which everybody's going to pick. Come on. And the b- yeah, he's kind of like turn a moonlight butterfly wins yeah, all. Pretty much, it's like that's why I didn't pick up for my selections. But and best sniper ever, go go thirteen. Did this man reach for the mountaintops? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna pick all the freaking badasses. And yeah, then you, yes, you can't afford these guys. <laughs> um, I would have I would have a breakdown of five characters personally, and uh, my my super w- sentai team. Oh boy, here we go. Oh, no, that's awesome. Yeah, my, mine um are Setsuna. From uh from Gundam Double O, I wanted to have at least one Gundam character, so I wanted someone who okay. could handle himself in in a bad situation. Uh, Pris Asagiri from uh from Bubblegum Crisis, the original OVA. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, this is my Pris. You got it. This is uh yeah. this is my cherry pick. This is me right, reaching for the mountaintops. Uh, Max Genus from uh, Macross, <laughs> and yeah. then uh, uh Alita, which I mentioned earlier, and my final pick. Because he is a, um, he was in the SAS and he has a lot of military background and he's a man who is a jack of all trades and ironically a master of none, Taichi Haraga Keaton from Master Keaton. That oh, wow. guy is amazing. And you put him in a situation, you can figure his way out real quick and he's very knowledgeable about stuff. He would lead the team. So that would be my team. Um, any, any thoughts on who you pick? Oh, easy. Mm-hmm. The major is one. Gotta have the girl. There you go. Captain Harlock. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> You need I the mean, captain and the ship. <laughs> captain freaking Harlock. <laughs> That's that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, Daisuke Jigen from uh, Lupin. Yo, what? Yes. <laughs> that's fuck, That's phenomenal. Yeah. The dude, I mean, he's probably second to Gogo when it mm-hmm. comes to shooting stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. That guy don't miss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Any, any, um, any other candidates? Oh, yeah. If I'm going to do a Gundam character, I got to have freaking Jamil Nee. Oh, shit. Because the guy can do it all. Yeah. He can captain <laughs> stuff. He can freaking fight in uh, different types of equipment, mm-hmm. and he can and he can beat things without using his new type abilities, without <laughs> using all that other stuff. And probably the last one, couldn't believe this wasn't said, Vegeta. Mm-hmm. Vegeta. <laughs> now, could you could you imagine Vegeta mm-hmm. with Captain Harlock, Jamil Neat, the um. Uh, Daisuke Jigen and freaking the, the, the major because I'm not only looking at kicking ass I gotta see the ancillary stuff in between <laughs> fighting cause you know you know Vegeta just be sitting there going I, you know I could beat all of you I could beat all of you guys Ugh. oh my and, gosh yeah the, I mean come on the encounters <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh what is it a dysfunction the dysfunction that would be in that group it would make for great it would make for yeah. great episodes man Oh my Jigen God. would get drunk. All, he'd be drinking all the time when he's not shooting stuff. <laughs> Harlock would be just staring at each other. Uh, uh, the major, she'd be. Wa- they'd all have to look at her as she's walking around in a bra and panties, mm-hmm. fighting an army of men. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> and you got Vegeta scowling and and, yeah. and, and making empty threats. <laughs> and and and, Jam- and Jamil, you know, collecting things on the side, selling them, you know, mm-hmm. with the uh, apocalyptic uh, apocalyptic eBay that he does, you Damn know, and. As a vulture, so I mean, come on, this is—it's <laughs> all there. <laughs> you, you got the you got the A team of uh, anime characters. They, <laughs> uh, you, you could imagine Vegeta. I'm not going to no ships, no spaceships. <laughs> He'd be the BA Baracus. <laughs> here, here, Vegeta, here's some milk. We, we, you, you need some calcium. You had a bad fight. Oh, oh. Or a uh, sensu bean. Here's a sensu bean laced with uh, <laughs> <laughs> with ambient. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, <laughs> they take a they take a ambient and just make it look like a sensu bean. Here you go. You need to recover. It's going to get real expensive. <laughs> but. It sounds like an eclectic group, sir. How'd we get here? How'd we get here? Oh. Uh, (laughs) You did it again. You did it again. (laughs) Did it again, Harlock. (laughs) Next time. (laughs) (laughs) Next time, Harlock will fucking trick him again. But, uh. (laughs) Question number two. After I saw the somewhat old MSIA commercial with the dancing Zaku 2, I've never seen that. I gotta find that. What mecha could make for great dancers or pull off some great moves? I could see Harry's Gold Sumo do break dancing. He kind of did that in the show. And the, uh, <laughs> he kind of did actually. <laughs> and the ag guy spinning on the floor on its head. Oh, I can see that, yeah. Uh, I, I could, I, I was, I thought about this and I was thinking about Gundams that kind of look limber. Uh, and all I could think of was the Exia doing capoeira. Capoeira. <laughs> if that's, oh I would like to see it. Um, if they ever animated that craziness, but uh, I would say the Exia doing that. I could see that. the strike doing the pop and lock. They- <laughs> you, you could see that too, because I'm talking strike with none of the packs on it. It's just strike, just skinny strike. Yeah, I just want to see the. I want to see the methods doing the Dougie. <laughs> oh my God! How funny would that be? That'd be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay money for that shit, though. I would. 
But uh, thank you very much, Yazi88. Uh, any, uh, any, any other ideas at all? Yeah, not at this time. Well, we move on to yet another submission from Yokozuna Bulldozer. And again, he says, hello. And uh, his first question is, please give us the Rick James and Charlie Murphy equivalent of the mecha genre. I just had to ask this since I, I recently been watching uh, Chappelle's show. And I, of course, I, I put in the classic, which is Brighton Amaro. But the new classic to me is Sosuke and Chittery. That's a dysfunctional relationship that always ends up in beatings. <laughs> oh, for Full Metal Panic. For full Metal Panic. Sosuke oh, and Chittery. So I was like, but any, any, any dysfunctional friendships or, or relationships in anime that always end up in physical assaulting or, 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 or um, to the detriment of one person over the other? Probably maybe Shinji and Asuka. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's oh, a good one. God, the abuse in that relationship. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other in Gundam? I don't. I don't really think so. Because I, uh, yeah, Armuro got the crap beat out by Bright. Gosh, yeah, none of the other. This judo was too slick for that. Yeah, and I think Bright was just tired at that point. Yeah, he was exhausted. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really think of any. Um, what about Macross? Was there anything where anybody got beat up? No, I don't not think so. Really. Not really. I can't think of much. Yeah, um, you know what? There's not too many in Mecha, really. Yeah, I mean, aside from the. Uh, Bright Noah slapping the shit out of people, and uh, Bright himself getting his ass whipped. Well, I'm sorry. The corrections. Those yeah, cor- are corrections. Corrections, absolutely. Um, other than that, man, I can't think of too much slapstick like that, or um, mm. or, or, or physical costing. No, nobody getting nobody getting kicked in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> just just Shar kicking Amaro in the chest with the with their mobile suits, man. That's the only getting getting hit in the fa- getting hit in the forehead with the ring. <laughs> Maybe Shar and Amaro is the only other one. Uh, Amaro likes to take beatings, apparently, but um, that's yeah. all I can think of. But uh, yeah, I guess that'll take us to question number two, where he writes: If Kawaguchi Katsumi was doing a charity auction, how much would you how much would you gents pay? Uh, the gunplot that is up for bid, by the way, is a diorama of the Master Grade Blitz Gundam playing chopsticks on a scale model grand piano made of melted down rg sky graspers that's terrible bro <laughs> yeah I, I would pay exactly nothing for that so. i mean if money was no object and it goes to charity i'd probably pay up to 100k just for the irony of that but that's because it's made by uh kawaguchi but that that's terrible bro man yeah. my, my piano bro <laughs> yeah i, I i'd rather I'd rather see the Master Grade Blitz Gundam playing on a a, um, a model grade grand piano, uh, avoiding the uh, the batter up, <laughs> or actually playing on playing a guitar, a guitar. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Nicole is scowling at all of us from the grave. <laughs> hey, he's just worried about his piano. He is to this day. But uh, th- uh, next question, um, he writes: uh, What do you guys think? is a good reason a number of mecha pilots suffer from uh, a term called chun chunibyo or eighth grade syndrome and what could they do to gain salvation and he uh he says to quote pixiv encyclopedia chunbinyo uh, and i'm probably saying that all wrong is a colloquial and rather derisive term in japan which describes a person of at the age of 14 that would either act as a know-it-all or thinks that they have special powers that no one has um, some would even go as far as being obnoxious, arrogant, and some uh, often look down on adults or other people. Is um, that just being a teenager? 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, this is really universally known. Um, yeah. In anime, there's a really good show that has an example of the entire cast of kids that act like this. And that's great teacher Onizuka. Um, it seems to be a cliche, though, in a lot of it. Manga and anime to tap, to tap into well, as a starting it's because they're all written for, the, for, for that audience. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, so, that's why you would do it. So. so in order for them to relate to the characters and see them get their asses kicked. Yeah. But uh, it, is, it seems as to be a starting point for many characters to grow from. Um, usually those characters need a severe reality check in order to evolve from that state. So that's, that's the best thing about those stories is that eventually a lot of them do get that reality check and they become, they become cool, but uh, some of them don't. So it just depends. But that's what I would say to gain salvation. They need to go through their own uh, reality check of sorts and, and finally realize that they're not all that they're cracked up to be. Yeah. But uh, thank you for the questions, uh, Yokozuna Bulldozer. And we move on to the, the, the giver of Argamas, man, the hot. Okay. And he says, salutations, Chris, the savior of sex bots, Neo, the general of the human resistance, and Solbro, the people's champion if people were like Saji. Oh, man. You bastard. Yeah. You're, <laughs> yours is like the only one that's kind of snarky. <laughs> because I'm that guy to shit on. But uh, the question for the Gundam crew, he says, you have been accused of a crime, but you can have a trial by combat. Wow, that's, that's, that's fitting for the time that we're in now. Uh, thank you, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You can choose from a roster of fictional combatants that will take your place in the trial by combat. Consider all combatants at the peak of their power-ups, no injuries, and had a one week's worth of combat preparation. Chris, I know you answered this on Chaos Theater, but I updated the roster and the rules. Neo, Moonlight Butterfly is not an available weapon. <laughs> he but, how the, but how the hell would the turn a Gundam... Uh, it has to be operated by somebody, so how would I <laughs> even do that by... Since there's no mecha involved, I don't know how you could use Moonline Butterfly outside of that. So yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> okay, imagine this fight with no mecha. Bad. Oh, by the way, Moonline Butterfly is not available. Nice. Okay, Yazi, thank you for trying. But uh, I'm sorry, the no, hod, the hod, the hod. Thank you for trying. Um, but uh, he also adds in the room are the following characters. This Harry, is who we choose from. This is who we choose from. Some of these characters you may know or may not know. Harry Dresden from the Dresden uh, book series. Uh, okay. Mikasa Ackerman from uh, Attack on Titan. She's a badass uh, girl that uh, protects the main character from a lot of the uh, incidents that right. she gets in. Uh, Captain America, who we all know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Luffy from One Piece. Uh, the Batman. Female Shepard, which is pretty much you or, or anybody who plays her. So I don't know why she's in here. Um, she's cool, but, you know, you make the decisions for her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Robocop. Which one? Uh, that, I would say the original. Always default okay. to the original. Let's say specify remake. Um, the the major, Jonathan yeah. Joe Star, the first JoJo, and Indiana Jones. The opponent will be chosen at random from the ones you did not pick. Um, later on down the line, Fear Junkie added that I don't want to point out. I, sorry, I just want to point out that the major wouldn't have a prayer against Dresden due to the tendency for wizards to hex technology. So that's a little bit of matchup knowledge. Um, okay. Who would you pick out of this this uh, group of people? Just out of curiosity. Um, that's pretty damn easy. Mm -hmm. Captain America. <laughs> that's my damn you, answer, dude. <laughs> if you're giving the man one week's worth of... Well, I mean... Thank, uh, no, that's cool. You're welcome that's for cool. being on the, on the winning side. Yeah, man. Um, you give him one week's worth of preparation. Mm -hmm. The guy's a freaking uh, tactical genius, man. He is. Yeah. He's going to do what he needs to do. As much as you want Batman to do it, mm -hmm. he's not going to get... If, if it comes between him and not killing, he's, you know, saving the world and not killing, he's going to choose not killing. So, 
I mean, that's just how Batman rolls. You, yeah, you, Captain you, America. You raise a very good point. If this is a trial by combat, combat it, is, it is to the death. death. So yeah. Batman doesn't kill, so he he obviously yeah. loses. Um, yeah. and, but that's what, that would be the popular choice for most people. Yeah, because um, Batman's cool. So everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, Bruce Wayne's cool. But if it's a trial by combat, trial mm-hmm. by death, which that means, why would you pick Batman? He's not going to kill. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, p- some people would have thought I, my, my choice would have been Jonathan Joestar. And as much as I like that character, I'll be honest with you, up against Batman or Captain America, he's screwed because he's not nearly as trained as those two guys. Or yeah. uh, even with the Haman, he's not. Like if it's a later JoJo, like Jotaro or even jo- Joseph Joestar, I might have considered them because of the, the panache they have and the abilities that they have. Which one's case, Jonathan Joestar again? Jonathan, I'm, I'm trying- he's, he's the first one. And then Joseph is his grandson, the second. And then the third one is Jotaro. So, okay. um, but yeah, Jonathan Joestar being the first one, he who is, does Dio? Who did Dio's head go on? Dio's head went on Jonathan Joestar's body. Okay, that's so, okay. So he, yeah, so he, he already right lost there. his fight. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as much as I like Jonathan, I can't back that horse in this yeah. in this case. So, but uh, great question, uh, the Hod. I appreciate it. And um, next up is a question from M one two one Akuma, and he says, "Okay, this one's for Soul Bro. The public must know." Why do you hate century colors so much? Yeah, why do you? <laughs> I don't know, man. I I think when it, I, I think it might be the arrangement of the song. It comes out the gate swinging and misses every punch for me, man. Uh, the cool thing about the song, though, I will give it this credit: the bridge is really nice. I like the bridge of the song. I think it's pretty good. But uh, outside of that, man, it's not my cup of tea. Not at but, all. But uh, that much for you, where you, you hate it that much? I, I don't like the beginning of the song, man. I, I don't. I, every time I heard it, like once it's I heard pretty, it, it's a pretty simple it intro. Is. It's 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 like uh, Anime Janai, man. That's the other song I freaking can't stand. Oh, Anime Janai is oh, awesome. And then Wing of Words, of course. Those are like the top three ones. Oh, that shitty one oh, on Destiny. Destiny. Oh, God. And that leads into the next question. As for Neo and Chris, are there any Gundam OPs that you can't stand? I guess Wing of Words yeah, would be a great place one. to start. Uh, War in a Pocket's not a very good one either. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm okay with it, but I'm I, all the all the music in yeah. and War of the Pocket's kind of that crappy synthesizer music yeah. from back in the day. Low so. budget, real low. Yeah, budget. it's 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 not that good. You like the, you like both songs for G Gundam, I take it. Yeah, they're awesome. And you like the uh, Wings opening themes and Gundam X opening themes were pretty kick ass. Victory was good. As I yeah, said. victories is okay, but yeah, not not that I I don't hate it. Of course, the original Zetas were good, and e- and even the ones that they did because of the um, the whole copyright thing, they weren't bad. I mean, it's still the yeah, <laughs> it's still the, the music from the yeah the orchestration from the show. From the show. So it's like shh, yeah. I can't be mad at that. <laughs> no, I can't can't be mad. It's a little weird seeing it at this point of the show, but yeah. hey. Whatever the original opening for Mobile Suit Gundam, I, I treasure. I think that's it's there a is of his one day. of the ones for Seed I don't like. Oh, the mm-hmm. not the first one. That one's okay. I actually do like that one a lot. I think it's one. It's like either the second or the. I think it's the second one. It's kind of silly. I like the one that's like the 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 dance music one though. That's later on. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah Des- Destiny's got some. Destiny, the first one was good. The, the first opening was good. The, the second Guilty one was, Gear, mm-hmm. yeah, it was the best thing. Yeah, the second one was the Guilty Gear one. The uh, the Pride third one, one, I can't even remember it. I think I don't even. I can't remember it much either. It was a woman. Wings of Words sucked. Whoa, that was hope in a bag burning. Yeah, <laughs> double O. Yeah, of course I like the first one, yeah. but that that was by the band that that what is it? Look, look, look. Oh, uh, Lock and Seal. Yeah, like. 
they're they're all their songs are good. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about Age? I I I can't remember because I block out Age. Oh, <laughs> I was good with all the themes for Age personally. I like the first <sighs> one. The first the one for the first season was my favorite because it sounded like Jamiroquai. But um, that oh was yeah, my personal it did. favorite. Yeah, it had that Jamiroquai sound. A lot of people hated it though, and it's like I, I look at them, it's like y'all look crazy. But <laughs> Stardust Memories is a little weird. Uh, Stardust Memory, the winner is the shit. And then people like, I, I'm a little torn on the other one, which is, I think, Men, what was it called? Men of Destiny was the second one. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. I don't I don't dislike it, but it's not my go-to. I always go to the winner. I think the winner is the yeah. best one for that one. We could do a tangent on endings, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of crappy endings. There are more bad endings than there are oh. um, uh, openings. I will, and... I will say this uh, uh, amazing piece of trivia. The last... Sorry, the closing theme for Gundam uh, Unicorn, episode four, the worst episode of Unicorn, is my favorite song out of all of them. Out of all the songs they used for Unicorn, yeah. I thought that song was amazing. Um, but as for o- closing EDs, man, I'm not crazy about uh, G Gundams. I'm not crazy about... Oh, uh, yeah, it's... it's- yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. It's not not that good. I don't know. Fred Fred Rex will kill me for saying that, but it's it's definitely not my cup of tea, my brother. <laughs> nah, it, and it's it seems it seems out of place mm-hmm. with um with that show. Yeah. Gosh, what a uh. What about uh, Gundam Wing had uh that song, um <laughs> with with, with Relina playing with the with the with the uh, the lines and all that stuff. I forget. The oh song God. Just weird. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> I, I I yeah I remember the, what your oh gosh God some of these I can't remember now yeah. Double O's was I think the second season had some weird ones though yeah it, it had a really good one where it was the the, the characters on the beach getting and I thought they were, that was like the first season that was the first half of first that was the first season time? one mm-hmm. yeah or I think that maybe the second one but um my my wife likes that song a lot um, I'm okay with it I think it's a smooth song, ironically. But. Ironically, some of the good ones are from Seed. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I do like well. those. Yeah, yeah, Destiny. It's Destiny like, has some good gosh. ones. Um, let's see. Oh, what about Double Zeta? I can't remember those. Um, Double Zeta. Oh, damn it! And Mobile Suit Gundam. That oh. one's a little. Wo- it's a little hokey. It's, it's hokey, but I, it's got some it's charm. It's not bad. It's, it's got, not bad. It's but got it's, charm. It's a little, yeah, it does. I'm a roll. <laughs> <laughs> they got that ballad rocking, dude. That guy just went ham. And, and speaking of ballads, that other one forgot a max, which yeah. seems like so out of place. Like, where? What? Man. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. We could go all day with this question, but uh, yeah, this is something we'll have to do some research on for the most part. But yeah. Uh, Thank you very much for the questions at M121 Akuma. And uh, Saber is next up in the list. And he says, and uh, this one is a tough one. He says, this is probably going to be a difficult question, but I'll ask it anyway. Can you recommend any good mecha manga? Now, before anyone jumps up and shouts Gundam the Origin, I'm asking specifically about mecha manga that is not Gundam. In the best case scenario, can you recommend any mecha manga that is not based on some pre-existing material or is merely an adaptation of something that previously existed as a anime novel or game does stuff like that even exist and he says also break blade slash broken blade is banned because apparently he knows about that so uh, my answer for this is i'm stumped because i really can't think of any other mecha manga that i have read that was an a based on the series that already exists 
or was an original concept for a series that already exists. So, and I think the yeah. reason behind that is mecha manga is really hard to draw. And if there's already existing yeah. designs, then there's something to go on, and there's people that on deck that can draw the mecha for that. A manga artist doesn't want to draw mecha all, all all throughout his panels because it's some tough shit to draw, honestly. And I think that's one of the reasons why we don't get that. I think it needs a team of conceptual uh, artists to come up with all that stuff, and it takes more manpower than um, your average manga would take. So maybe that's the reason why. I'm sure they exist, but I do not know of them, and I would love if uh, anybody listening to this episode in the thread for this episode, if you can post any examples if you happen to know of them, I'd be glad to uh, to check those out. Um, and um, thank you very much for the insight, guys. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I think I think with Mecha, it usually starts as a anime or a movie first, and then it goes into the manga form, yeah. as opposed to most animes begin their lives as mangas. So, yeah, it, I think yeah, I can't really I can't really think of anything off the top of my head because you have to remember too, mm-hmm. we're very limited because we, you know, the manga that we received, especially any Mecha manga in the United States, was just uh, a lot of stuff that was already known so of course you're going to have a lot of like gundam and stuff like that so it's stuff that's already tied into pre-existing material for yeah. the fact of cross promotion but um yeah man it's a great question i just wish i had a better answer for you but uh thank Not you for, a problem thank you for the question saber and uh next up is glory to the sean chan who i have a sneaky suspicion this is tsunami but uh shout outs to him for these questions his first being to neo he says, mm. Baby Dragon's inspired question. All right. What are the sigils and sayings for the houses of Lord King and Sir Bay? Oh. And uh, he goes on. He says, am I right to assume yours are the robot tomes? Chris is the bloody troll on the train tracks. And Solbros is a piece of toast on a milky white background. <laughs> <laughs> look on the bright side, Solbro. Neo and Chris. Uh, just, uh, look on the bright side, Solbro. Neo and Chris are mere bannermen. One of uh, one for Lord King and the other for the pedal bear in the south. <laughs> as opposed to your status as the great lord with your bannermen, sworn houses of Crossroad, Cardmond, Angeloni, Burning, Gunhale, Abato, Argyle, and whatever Arthur's last name was. <laughs> oh, Arthur the Cat? Arthur the Cat. I, I'm not sure. I, I think there was a... There's another, oh, that, oh! I think, I, yeah, I think I. Um, it's another Arthur that. Um, yeah. Damn. Oh, Arthur from uh, Destiny. Arthur Destiny. from Destiny. Yeah, the right hand yeah. man to uh, the the, the yeah exactly Dalia. that that Arthur. Um, but yeah, man, Cap- uh, Captain Dumbass, Captain Dumbass, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Jiggles, and Captain Dumbass. <laughs> but what are the sigils and sayings of house of the, of the houses of Lord King and Sir Bay? Oh, of course, mm-hmm. uh, the houses of Lord King. Is a is a silhouette of an old timey news microphone <laughs> and a pair of suspenders and it, no just just no just that mm-hmm. and his saying who needs preparation <laughs> Sir Bay well that's an easy one it's a mushroom cloud that's what I knew you were gonna say I knew it a mushroom cloud <laughs> and his sayings would be. In explosions, we come together. There we go. There we go. So uh, we now we now have been informed about the uh, sigils and sayings of the houses of Lord King and Sir Bay, yeah. and um, may they join the Game of Thrones and win. But that'd uh, be awesome. <laughs> he, I don't know what this is supposed to mean, but his second question is uh, Neo again, uh, yeah. and he says, "To be honest, 
I was one of the ones who thought Chris just hired a crazy and a court jester to make himself look good. Oh, he must be talking about us. I assume the pay is good, uh, which is why he forced to outsource for Chaos Theater, co-host American. Uh, anyway, upon seeing the 2013 horror film Her or MFG, where do I sign up? Uh, I guess he's welcoming the robot apocalypse. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he gets he got yeah. And, and once again, this is this is one of the reoccurring themes that we have in the mailbag now. Is yeah, a lot of people say, oh yeah, at one point uh, we thought uh, you were nuts by just sitting there saying, oh, this thing about warning us about artificial intelligence and, and robots, mm-hmm. and then they're and then they finally see something that makes them think. So I think Mr. Gloria to the Sea Chan Chan sat there and said. He watched her and he's like, oh, my God, this could turn out to be really bad. And yes, yeah, once again, <laughs> another convert because, yeah, yeah, exactly. He was probably thinking I was just being stupid, but I actually do have a uh, – <laughs> my fears of the robot apocalypse are not unfounded <laughs> and they are not just something for us to make lots of fun of. I have a damn fear of it. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, thank you very much oh, for that question. And uh, his final question is to, bo- to both uh, myself and Chris. And he says, the apocalypse is obviously coming, uh, but there could be many different robot factions arising. Skynet is always out there, likely Cylons too. Hatsune Miko has been gaining support for a few years now, and these mind-reading eye devices will probably emerge as power players as well. Have, you, have either of you given thought to which uh, robotic factions you will be siding with? <laughs> well, uh, Chris, uh, what's your answer, sir? That's a great answer, man. That's a great answer. Mm-hmm. I never thought of that. But mm. uh, I, I personally would just side with the major. Wherever she goes, I go, even if it's into hell. <laughs> but uh, thank you for the questions. Glory to the Sean Chan. And uh, gosh, we have a lot of questions. I'm going to just, uh, we're running kind of yeah, long. Just, just finishing them up. Just oh, go oh, real quick on some of these. All right, then we'll bang these out. Arbiter Gundam is our next submitter. And he says, greetings and salutations to the High Lords of Gundam. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Messrs. Chris, Neo, and Solbro, I have a few queries for you. Uh, the first question he asks uh, is a link to an anime university. Um, I got, I, I've seen this picture, but when I clicked on the link, it didn't work. So my apologies for the first question, Arbiter Gundam. Okay. We can't do that one. But the second question is, how likely would you be? Uh, what, what like? How likely would you be to get corrected by Assistant uh, Bright Noah, Assistant Dean Bright Noah? Um, I, I take, well, he likes to he likes to hit people, so probably pretty likely then. And I take my slap like a man. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know that's that's a whole different kind of education, man. That's yeah, and I wouldn't sit there and go, not even my father ever hit me. <laughs> I take it and I'd roll with the punch. There you go. Yeah. But uh, question number three, what do you think are the potential ramifications if Laplace's box really does turn out to undermine all Federation authority, assuming F-91 and victory would be different? And my answer to that is we answered that last episode. So <laughs> if uh, if you if you want to run and that how would, back, and how would you assume that F nine one and Victory would be different, considering that they were all considered can- part of canon? Yeah, and we, so F nine one and Victory would never change. To his to his defense, when he asked this question, episode seven had not dropped yet, so the mystery of Laplace's box was still out there for those who didn't spoil it for themselves. Yeah, but, but we always included. Yeah, but we always knew no matter what it was, it wasn't going to change anything because it was part of the canon. Yeah. 
So basically, so, nothing changed yeah. after after Un- yeah. Unicorn. What I was hoping to see is I was hoping to see the characters um, be somehow affected by the ramifications of that, but for it to really no go yeah. no further than that, really. Why would you want to see that? <laughs> I was hoping for much. But uh, thank you very much, Arbiter Gundam. And uh, next up is Die Gundam Lagan. And he says, oh, hi, guys. And he has several questions for us. His first being, would you guys watch the entirety of the room with Keo and the movie has to pause every time you take a restroom break as he makes commentary and conversation. If it meant drinking all night with Dennis Fellini, Roy Fokker and bright meaning you can't drink during the actual movie. Okay. So I have to go through Keo to drink with all those guys watching the room. One of the worst movies ever made. I, I could do it. I could do Just it too. It, yeah. If, if it's a night with Dennis Fellini, Roy Fokker and bright, yeah. <laughs> Even though Bright seems like an odd choice in that situation because mm-hmm. we never really saw him drunk. Absolutely. But, okay. If he's if he's there, that that's that's cool, man. I but, s- but maybe he's the designated driver. <laughs> there you go. You need a straight man. Very responsible. Yeah, there he's very go. responsible. My answer to that is certainly some pain is worth enduring. <laughs> it just exactly. is. Uh, question number two: Would you drink all night with Kaifun? I guess uh, to those who didn't watch uh, the Japanese version of Macross, that would be Lynn Kyle from Robotech. Oh. And the adult Dessel. From uh from Gundam Age, uh, if it meant hanging out all day with Christina McKenzie and Emma Sheen the very next day, that's and easy. My answer is nope. I like myself. <laughs> I could do it. I'm not even a bit. I'm not even. I'm surprised because Emma's your woman. But Emma is. I mean, if if it meant if it meant I could just hang out with uh, Christina, and maybe she's in that little that uh, Formula One normal suit that she has. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Well, the thing is, and Emma and is this Emma with the beret. <laughs> if it's, it's if it's Titans Emma, I might risk it. But uh, it's surviving the night with adult Dessel that 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 concerns eh. me. That concerns me because that guy's a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, but I've already gone. I've already gone through the gauntlet with Keo, so I think I could too. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if since you put it that way, I'd have to reconsider. Um, yeah. He says, "Would I rather?" Wa-? He, he asks also for his third question: Would you rather watch the room with Keo? Or drink with uh, Kaifun and Dessel. Um, I would probably watch. I think the I, I think I'd drink. No, I think I'd drink because at least I could numb myself. <laughs> and maybe, and maybe just hope for alcohol poisoning and instant death. I don't know. Yeah, it I, got too bad. I personally, I sit through bad movies all the time. So watching the room ain't no thing. <laughs> Even with Keo. That's true. Even with Keo. Uh, last but not least, he asks uh, if age third generation and the room switch cast members, which one? Which one would you rather watch? And my answer is I'd rather drink a Drano shake. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Bottoms up. <laughs> but uh, thank you very much for the questions, Die Gundam Lagan. Moving on to Nas, who, bless you, sir. Moving, moving on to Nas, he writes, if you can pick an everyday item from Gundam series or other mecha animated produced, to be produced in real life, what would it be? Uh, for example, I would love to have Harry Ord's sunglasses. Those are awesome. Oh, by the way, universe. Universe! <laughs> so I can have an everyday item? An everyday item. Uh, mine's a little bit uh, stretching. Well, it. Mine is the Cyclone from Mospita. It is a mecha, but it's also a motorcycle, and it's so badass. Well, he's, but he's saying an everyday series, an everyday, everyday item. item um, yeah, that he didn't say a mecha. Everyday item, since they mass produce Haro, I wouldn't mind having that. I haven't one, a working Haro. Um, that would be that would be my everyday item. I would. Oh, say. Oh, mine's easy. What's that? Trace's Oz uniform. Oh Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> this guy's walking around with Harry Ord's glasses. I mean, who, who would get weirder stares? Uh, that's true. That's true. So, yeah. When you wear Trey's Oz uniform, man, you look dapper. Yeah, I'd probably, if I went to like DC or New York, I'd probably get like uh, diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> and they would consider you being from uh, South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for the submission, Nas. And next up is Colt Classic. And he writes Hey, Gundam crew. I want official Gundam drinking game rules. You are fast approaching episode 150, so it's about time. Um, man, if I came up with the drinking game, it'd be called the royalty game. Take a shot whenever uh, the names of Sir Bay, Lord King, or King Arthur are mentioned on Gundam. I don't want to be responsible for people dying. Take two shots when Robot Apocalypse is mentioned. You'll be dead <laughs> by episode end. <laughs> you'd, be dead, you'd be dead by the first break. <laughs> He he also asks when the next call-in show is, and um, nothing's set in stone yet. But I do have an idea for episode 150. Well, don't make any don't make any promises. I'm not making any just promises, say, but it, just just be like Emperor Palpatine. Sometime mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. near future, there may or may not be a next call-in show. Yeah, it may or may not happen. But um, if you sometime do, in the near future, if you do want to get that out of your system, um, I highly I highly suggest you check out EX versus the Gundam Nation. You can go to youtube.com slash Gundam MAHQ to check out some of the sessions we've already had. And if you want to attend the live one, it's pretty much a call in show. People call in, we talk about stuff that's happening in the scene currently as people play the game, and there's all sorts of people in the conversation. So um, watch live at twitch.tv slash Fighters Ready. And if you want to join the conversation, the information is up at Gundam uh, Gundam.net under the EX versus the Gundam Nation section. Just click on there. You'll find all the contact information you need. But uh, thank you very much for the question, sir. Cult Classic. And uh, we're moving on to Aldeus. And he writes, Sup, ne- Sup, Chris, Neo, and Soulbro. I had a recent sit-down with Gundam Seed again and for something to... Uh, sorry, I had a recent sit-down with Gundam Seed again for something to watch out of my anime collection. And had a fun why the heck not thought when I got to the orb episodes. What really happened? Sorry, what really is in that spot in the Pacific Ocean? He thought. Uh, so I pulled up the Google Maps and zoomed in on roughly that area, and I found two islands, Howland and Baker Island, both from a topographical view looked a lot look a hell of a lot like orb mostly underwater. Upon further research, I found that they are part of the Phoenix Islands, and as of September 1979, with the exceptions of those two islands, which are uncategorized territories of the U.S., there is a tiny republic in the area, the Republic of Kerbati, which is a full member of the U.N. since 1999. Really? Wow. Um, With a population of over 100,000. The flag of the nation depicts a golden sun rising out of the ocean with the frigate bird over it, and their nation's motto is health, peace, and prosperity. Creepy coincidence or Fukuda shenanigans? Um, honestly, I don't think it's coincidence at all. I think they did the research as to probably yeah. that they area, do that stuff, and and a lot of guys will actually base stuff off of things that are in reality. Yeah. So I would say that Orb is probably just that that place in the future, and it yeah. just got renamed Orb for other reasons. But yeah, I, I just think they did their uh, their their homework, and I thank you for that nice piece of trivia. I had no idea about that. So uh, the Nation of Kerbati, the Republic of Kerbati, huh? Good stuff. They they eventually become Orb, man. Someone should tell them. <laughs> Sometime in the near future, yeah, man, you will or will not become Orb. <laughs> and so and and some leader there will get immolated, and he'll stand there quietly yeah. as he's burning to death. <laughs> and the and the and the and the next ten episodes as this is 
as as the story progresses, we will keep going back to this flashback every time, and even in the next series too. Even in the next series, oh, they can't get and enough gonna, of that man burning. He's going to be thought. He's going to be thought about about people that never even knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. But thank you, uh, thank you very much, uh, Colt. Cla- uh, sorry, uh, uh, was that? Uh, sorry, that was Aldeus. Thank you very much, Aldeus. And uh, we're moving on to Yokozuna Bulldozer. Man, he is uh, he is a regular poster here. He says hello again, and his first question is for Power Master Chris: Would you join Captain Neo's Howling Commandos Corps in the New York Minute if the Robot Army backstabbed you by kicking you out of the Robot Army for real life one to one scale sentient Zoids that destroyed all oh. your favorite things and made you build a Zoid while eating natto? Ow, ouch, ew, ew. Mm. Uh, but we know what Chris, Chris, uh, I know you, you, you're itching to answer this question, man. What are your thoughts? Fantastic answer, Chris, man. That was beautiful. That was, that was mad poignant. There you go. <laughs> and uh, um, uh, going on the next question here, um, he asks, which is worse, uh, Newman from Seinfeld piloting the Devil Gundam or Kramer piloting the Double O Quanta complete with a confused T-area? Um, uh, That's easy. Newman. He's a dick. Yeah. Newman, Newman anywhere near machinery, period. <laughs> yeah. Cr- Kramer's just an idiot, but... Uh, Newman's a uh, Newman's a dick. Yeah, keep that man away from Gundams. Don't even yeah. let him look at him. <laughs> yeah, especially the Devil Gundam. Really? Are you kidding me? God, we'd be Might all... as well just give him the freaking a day on. Yeah, just give him a nuke with a pull cord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let him pull the pin out of a nuke, man. That that, that yeah. would do less damage. But uh, <laughs> and next up is question number three, and he says, "Going back to my hope and dream of a Gundam mar- a Gundam marathon." Who do you think Tomino would troll the most in his go-kart? Uh, the Seed Destiny staff, the Victory staff, or the Age staff? Uh, G-Savior staff do not count because they're on water duty. Oh, poor G-Savior staff. Man, they get no respect. Yeah, they're just <laughs> poor Canadians trying to make a living. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'd say none of the above. He'd go off course and troll the Attack on Titan committee. <laughs> yeah. Or, or he just, uh, or he would go after the uh, the Sunrise executives for back royalties. Yeah, they, <laughs> he's got other things to take care of first. Yeah. <laughs> Renegotiate his contract. Exactly. There you go. Um, question number four: What would be Harriet Ord's dance crew name, and who would they be battling to rep the streets and their Moon Race homies? Also, what would be their titular jam? Um, man. Uh, oh, well, they're, who'd they be battling? It's easy. You doing the junkyard kids? That's right. That that would be down. <laughs> nice and, selection. And his, his I, dan- I should wish his, I thought of that. His dance crew would be the Sumo Sensations. The su- <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is not nearly as clever. I said, and, <laughs> and their and their titular jam mm-hmm. would actually not be from Double uh, Turn A Gundam, mm-hmm. but I just like it because I like saying it. The Fats Goodman. The Fats Goodman. <laughs> Fats Goodman. <laughs> I'm sure they would break dance to that. Yeah, always oh. judo and chuck our kids. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, it'd be like an episode of The Outsiders. <laughs> or the I'm sorry, The Warriors. I'm sorry. The, the, well, the Outsiders is one too, but yeah, The Warriors. Harry. Come out and play. play. <laughs> yeah, oh, awesome. man. Mine, uh, mine is not nearly as clever. I said a tribe called Mooney for the name of his uh, dance crew. And uh, he'd be dancing against the sea druggies. 
And the, t- the oh, I forgot about this. Oh, oh those jokers, man. man. Those guys could. Those guys could cut a rug, man. Oh, because that would be all. That would be all house music, dance music. <laughs> would be those guys. And they would be real tacular with their song pick, man. They would pick white lines from Grandmaster Flash because the druggies can't resist on white lines. Yeah, either that or the. They'd just be dancing. They'd be dancing to uh, Tiesto going, oh, my God. <laughs> Tripping balls. <laughs> yeah. Get me more. Oh, my gosh. And we finally. And, 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 and uh, Azriel will be their creepy pusher. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my goodness. But uh, thank you very much, Yokozuna Bulldozer, man. You are, you are a true trooper of the mailbag sir and also another trooper and our final submission is our, our wow. line of questions is from zero the mass knight and uh he writes hi gundam crew whenever watching older sci-fi productions like star trek uh the original series of that era or star wars the original uh trilogy or alien or uc gundam you really start to notice that the technology des- design in these works was limited by the technology available at the time to use one troll's example, UC Gundam has no cell phones, nor does it have powerful laptop computers, touchscreens, or GUIs like modern Windows. Uh, back in the day, almost all computers used DOS prompts. Also, there's obvious absence of something like the Internet. <laughs> so my questions are, can you think from any works from this era about, the, uh, about before the 90s that were um, able to transcend this limitation and ha- uh, predict something from our current era? Uh, for me, it would be the Enterprise more or less hacking the Reliant with the prefix codes. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, about, how about you? Um, any, any thoughts, sir? Well, I think probably the most obvious one is the Star Trek communicator that would have made it to the, the, uh, to the cell phone flip phones. That's right. That's right. I mean, that, that's, that's um, probably one of the biggest things. Yeah, I forgot about the hat. That is like, wow, that's amazing because... When was that movie made? Early eighties. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, the, the, and they they used their computer to trick the Reliance computer to lower its shields. Mm-hmm. That's fucking. I mean, that's awesome <laughs> if you really think. I, and, and it holds up so well because yeah, un- unfortunately they were just limited back in the day because nobody thought you know cell phones weren't even a thing back mm-hmm. in those times or, or you know the internet was around but it was a DOD. It was closely guarded secret with dod so i mean yeah that's that might be one of the wow out of something like that i'm trying to think i've got a few Uh, myself go Uh, ahead then one of them is a oldie but goodie uh remember dick tracy Oh, the, camera, the watch phone. The watch yeah. radio phone now exists. Yeah. It actually exists. They, uh, Apple makes yeah. a, a, a watch uh, using the iPhone technology. They use a, they make a watch radio right. phone now. So that well, is... Well, uh, Samsung does too. Samsung yeah, does? Do. Oh, wow. Well, see, look at well, that. Well, Samsung started the craze. I never thought I'd live in a day and age where that actually happens. And yet it does. So uh, welcome to the future, guys. Uh, way back in 1930. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Some because Star Trek: The Next Generation did start in 1987. Um, there's so, there's one thing from uh, Star Trek that I would say. Um, besides the transporter, I think the transporter is probably my number one pick. Uh, the replicators, um, they're actually in their infantile stages right now with 3D printers, and now they're making uh, uh, 3D printers that make food. 
So um, that is uh, taking the concept of the replicator and actually applying it to real life um, with the 3D printers that are out there now. I think that's really cool, and I'm excited to see where that's going to go. The thermo camo from Ghost in the Shell is uh, in its very early stages, too. And augmented reality, the first time I ever saw that was in Ghost in the Shell. And the manga came out in the late 80s. Um, yeah. Google Glass. We live in a world where we have Google Glass now, which thrives off of augmented reality. So that is definitely uh, something that we can utilize. Um, wing and the mobile dolls. Yeah, the Wing and the mobile. Oh, Because uh, you, you would have never thought back in the 90s that the mm-hmm. U.S. military would start uh, relying more and more on unmanned vehicles. Well, he said uh, he said anything predating the 90s. Um, so, but going on that same train. Yeah, of thought, but I mean, you, you can't really say that because yeah. there's a lot of things. Even mm-hmm. even, I mean, ten ten fifteen years ago that nobody would have never yeah. really thought of. I mean, well, you wouldn't. You I mean, well, the back um, the back your play um, going into automated drones and whatnot. Metal Gear called it way yeah. back in 1986 with automated yeah. drones and robots carrying ballistics. So it was a threat then. And Solid Snakes fights for fights for the uh, against the robot apocalypse to this oh, day. Of course, yeah, <laughs> true, he's a true hero. He is. Um, yeah, I mean, directed energy weapons that is a reality, and there are they've released that there there are some naval ships now that have uh, lasers on them. Man, so I mean, that's becoming reality now too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so a lot of that stuff um, we have to remember. A lot of these engineers and stuff, they were influenced by these television shows and stuff. Absolutely. That's why these things look the way... I mean, that's why those uh, flip phones look like the, the Star Trek communicator. Yeah. yeah. From, the screen, from, from the screen to reality, basically, is yeah. uh, when it's, one, one hand washes the other when it comes to uh, technological in, um, inspiration. And uh, Star Trek was huge, huge inspiration to a mm-hmm. whole generation of people to make technology that we now live with. The pads... Uh, on Star Trek are now um, are you know the, are the, we have the iPad now, but on the next generation they were like these things that had like a little computer display on there and they were nice and thin and and now we have iPads that are thinner than the pads that were on Star Trek. So well, not <laughs> not only that, but you, you got stuff that they would sign mm-hmm. and you know you can sign on on these you know on uh, tablets and cell phones mm-hmm. and and things like that. Going all the way back to the original series as well. Yeah, they they had like the big clunky pads, but they had those too. And I gotta say though, his original I'm I'm still back to his original thing about mm-hmm. the hacking of the using the Enterprise, hacking the Reliant. Mm-hmm. That might be one of the one of the more solid, solid ones because that is wow, that talk about a time way before its time mm-hmm. of doing something like that. It's pretty amazing that they uh that they called yeah. that before. And maybe it was theorized back then. That uh, something like that was possible, but for them to do that and now to know that that is uh, that is an actual and that you could actually and and you would imagine the military has those fail safes to ensure that if God forbid a aircraft carrier or something like that or a destroyer, uh, you know, like a they or a submarine fell into the wrong hands, that they could they could have those fail safes to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so man, way to call it Star Trek. Way to call it as you always have. But uh, <laughs> and, and of course, it's. I mean, what where does it come from? The best Star Trek movie of all time. I mean, probably one of the, <laughs> the, the probably one of the greatest science fiction movies of all time. Yeah. So uh, fucking the, the, the Wrath of Khan, guys. Look yeah, it up. Look the it real up. one. Yeah, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> not in, not into dumbness. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, that was a great question, and we'll move on to the second, which is uh, this one. Which particular bit? Which particular bit of futuristic technology from old sci-fi works do you like the most? Mine would have to be Nostromo's controls from the, the Nostromo's controls from Alien. Those old school dials, uh, buttons, and especially the punch cards. <laughs> I just watched that movie not too long ago. Uh, And Mother Doss prompts hold up really well. Nothing comes close to the intricate self-destruct activation that Ripley does. All of that technology was a lot sexier than any fan service that I've ever seen. Wow, man, that's that's a lot of love given, man. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, To me, I'm going to just run back to my my old chestnut of the transporter and the holodeck from from, from Star Trek, man. I have no idea how, how, how much I wish those were real. Oh, my God. But uh, any 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 technology you wish was real? Probably. Well, I mean, you'd have to say the uh, uh, some type of faster than light drive. That wouldn't be bad. I mean, and and I I would think a futuristic technology, and even though it comes from a newer version, I think the most like probably if if this did exist, if it was possible. Mm-hmm. The most realistic version of it would have to be the Battlestar Galactica version of it, where they just go from one spot to the other, That's and then you're right. done. Instead of like the Star Trek version, where it's like you just go into warp and you, it's you know, it's just like driving down the freeway, you know, <laughs> but you're just going a lot faster. I mean, that would be um, really cool. And I and I do like. Um, I, I will say that I, I like when they meld old school, like the old art deco stuff mm-hmm. to, to futuristic technology. One of the, I mean, it's, it's not, um, it's not like a, a live action show, but I would say like Captain Harlock, anything in the lazy man of the moto, um, world where it's always in the future because Harlock's like in 29 something, but yet it's got this futuristic technology, but then he's got like dials and big knobs. And <laughs> I, I, I like that. I, I like that kind of, because it's got that kind of like Art Deco, kind of like um, that was at that classic movie Metropolis. Yeah, not yeah. The, the 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 live action movie from the '30s, not mm-hmm. the not the anime, not the anime. Yeah, so yeah, I'd have to I'd have to agree with it. a lot of it though. Unfortunately, becomes a little hokey. Yeah, so retro yeah. futuristic man. Uh, some of it, you know, it's just some of some of it is iconic, and uh, you let it slide because of the uh, iconicness, oh. like uh, 2001. With uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 or 2000, uh, what's the other one? 2010. I, I do remember another one that um, that kind of transcends something in the cur- that goes in the current era now. What's that? And it's from Star Trek again. The Retina Scan. Oh, yo! The Retina Scan to access um, the computer. That's actually reality now, isn't it? It is reality, and you have facial recognition and biometrics with your, you know, like my laptop. I log in my laptop biometrically that's crazy man yeah damn yeah these guys were on some next level shit man how many shrooms they really they were God, they damn. really were if you really think about it yeah roddenberry must have been on that lsd straight <laughs> good stuff good stuff either that or he was just a he was just a big time thinker hey might have been man he, uh, he was a big fan of uh reading pulp science fiction so there's a lot of ideas shared throughout those stories man and um all of it came to uh to fruit and star trek man good stuff um let's see question number three and this will be the final question here all right here we go when comparing the level of tech design from a franchise's modern incarnation to the level of design from the incarnation back in the pre-90s era are there instances where you like one over the other uh for me 
as much as I really like the smooth look of the interfaces from Prometheus, I still prefer the design from Alien and the reasons explained above. And for the reasons explained above. Similarly, I am a huge fan of the good old 360 cockpit design from Zeta Gundam, and I can think no other design comes close. Conversely, as much as I appreciate the old, rough look of inside the Enterprise from uh, the original series, I like the more I like the modern design more, even with the lens flare. <laughs> oh, God. what about you? And he says, take care. Man, that's a tough question. Anything that you can think of? I, I will say that the, and it's hard to say now because I guess the modern incarnation of it goes back to the old show, but mm-hmm. the Star Trek movies from like, you know, one on mm-hmm. with the, the Enterprise, the redesign and even the redesign of the bridge and everything. Yeah. It really holds up. And I mean, okay, yeah, some of it, like the graphics are a little bit on some of the computer screens are a little dated. But you look at it and it it really does make a lot of sense. Even with the whole, you know, the cleaner look and, you know, all the lens flare, the stuff of the rebooted Star Trek that is in, you know, that's really the original series. It just doesn't look right. It's It's hard to say. I mean, some of these... I think one that kind of suffers a little bit from it is the Star Wars movies. I actually like the way a lot of the stuff looked in the prequels, mm-hmm. like the interfaces and the weapons, more so than in the uh, the later movies when it's supposedly later. That that There seems to be, when it comes to the technology, there's a really weird thing. It's almost like it regressed before it went to those original movies, so... I like I like it that way. So it's not the older way, but outside of Aliens, when they kind of update it now, because they were so limited back in the day, either budget-wise or technology or whatever it was, mm-hmm. the new look is a lot better. I would think. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I mean, I really have no comparisons to really make all that much. Um, it's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do. I mean, granted, uh, I, I'd say my fallback, if anything, if I was to compare, say, the next generation versus uh, the original series for Star Trek, I, I love the design of the Enterprise 1701D, inside and out. Um, that I know you don't like it. It looks like a cruise ship the, to you. War, it's the worst looking of the oh, Enterprise. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite. Such dude. a down. Such a- piece of ass down to the iconic hud designs man uh the gooey or the, the or the or the the gooey the iconic, or the iconic wood trim <laughs> made of oak it's like, only, a, it's like a hunting cabin in there only the finest of oak <laughs> amazing stuff but uh yeah um that is uh Pretty much, I, I will add this. I am a big fan of the 360 degree cockpit too. Um, matter of fact, when I play Titanfall and I see how the cockpits are designed in that, I know they had to lift that from Gundam because uh, it's not oh, 360, yeah. but the front of it is like the 360 cockpit that you see in um, in, in Gundam series. So, um, if anything, uh, but, I, but I, as, as cool as the 360 is, I do like it. Especially when they show the one-year war, and even when they do the later versions, uh, you know, uh, production-wise of the of the one-year war suits, mm-hmm. you get that sense when you just have that view screen, mm-hmm. 
in front of you, like you kind of get the scope of like these are still some crude ass machines. Yes, and that a lot of the reason why people became aces was because they were really damn good at what they were doing. But yeah, the 360 cockpit is probably one of the best things, and you and we can see pretty much. That even goes into most alternate versions later on. Yeah, it's something that it definitely carries over into in the multiple Gundam series outside of Zeta Gundam where they first showed up. So, uh, man, uh, this has been an epic mailbag, man. <laughs> Holy it's shit. It's complete. It is complete. We've uh, we've knocked out a huge chunk of it. Uh, many thanks to everybody who submitted. We're, we're, we're still, we're, we, we knocked out the first two months, it looks like. Oh, my gosh. We still have more to go. Um, but thank you, Zero the Mass Knight, and everybody who contributed to the mailbag today. That is it for this segment. And when we get back, we'll take you guys home. You guys are listening to Gundam at MAHQ. Greetings, I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theatre. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you, at tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes Pretentious Internet Theatre. We're looking for a few good new types. Over the last couple of months, the Gundam Nation has been getting together to play Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus. We call those sessions EX Versus the Gundam Nation. Well, we as a group recently upgraded to the sequel to Extreme Versus, known as Full Boost. We're inviting you to come on out and play the new game with us. Even if you don't have the game, you can watch our live stream and also join in the conversation that we hold on Skype during the stream as well. It's not only a gaming session, but a social event for mecha and anime fans as well. If you have the game, you can add the PSN ID, the Gundam Nation, which is the tag that we use to network all the players for the sessions. Also, make sure to add to your Skype the contact of Shinjuku-Station. So you can have a chance to join the Skype conversation during the stream. If you want to watch the stream live, make sure to head on over to twitch.tv slash fighters ready and follow us there so you can be alerted to when our streams begin. If you missed any of our sessions, head over to youtube.com slash and you'll find a lot of our sessions that we've already had archived there. Just be in mind that the conversations held in these sessions may not be safe for work. For more details on the event, make sure you visit Gundam.net and click on the EX versus the Gundam Nation section. If you enjoy the game, the podcast, or Gundam in general, then you owe it to yourself to come on out to EX versus the Gundam Nation. We'll see you there. 
Sumire? She went home. She said she only came here to see that you were all right. Gun Damn, the babe's leaving already! You didn't tell her anything about me, did you? Let's see, I think I mentioned that you're so behind that you needed to take summer classes or else you'd fail out. And of course I let her know that you had severe diarrhea last night. You got a problem with that? Alright everyone, welcome back and uh, thank you for an extended version of the mailbag and of course we won't be having it in this last segment here uh but we yeah we had to we had to get kind of caught up there we wanted to uh get a lot of stuff going and so we're gonna definitely return in the next few episodes with doing our mailbag questions a few at a time at the end of the episode so uh you won't have to worry about it this, uh any more uh show busters like that Ooh. so yeah but it, hey it was, it needed, was well worth so. the journey man thank you guys yeah. for the questions they were phenomenal and a lot of good questions this time around thank you guys for being yes. creative i really appreciate it yes um and and you still will not trick me to side with the robos so <laughs> try as you may but it, it just it just will not happen um but uh Solbro, uh tell these folks where they can all the websites and links and everything that they can uh follow gundam and mhq at absolutely check these out when you have time head on over to where the magic happens mahq.net visit there for reviews of many mecha related animes and manga series also join the conversation at mahq's official forums at mechatalk.net where you can find forums for this show and other mahq and shinjuku station podcasts there you can comment on the thread for this episode or others and submit questions for future podcasts if you're looking for previous episodes of gundam at mahq Look no further than Gundam.net, where you can also find information on all of our previous episodes. Also find us on iTunes by using the keyword Gundam, and make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. After listening to our show, your next stop should be Chaos Theater, MAHQ's podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom outside of Mecca. Hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ, Gundam's own Chris Guanche, and the pedal bear of the South, Tomopop's own Pedro Cortez. You can tune into the show at chaostheater.blogspot.com and on iTunes by searching for Chaos Theater. Don't forget that we're also on YouTube, where you can not only find our previous episodes, but extra content as well. Subscribe to these channels when you have time. YouTube.com slash GundamMAHQ. YouTube.com slash ChaosTheaterMAHQ. YouTube.com slash FightersReady. YouTube.com slash ShinStationFightTube. And youtube.com slash Shinjuku Station. Last but not least, make a beeline to Shinjuku Station's home for live streaming. That's tinyurl.com slash Shin Station. Every week we stream live with anime commentaries like Shoji Ramaro's Anime Movie Night and live podcasts like our new show, Barbecue Night. Don't sleep. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash Shin Station and follow us to keep up with all our future live streams as well as archives of our most recent sessions. All right, everyone. Thank you. And uh, yeah, check up for all the updates, especially, I guess, with the summer coming up. I know that there will be a lot of things going on. I, I know that we'll, myself and Dolo will be at the uh, Anime Expo here in L.A. Yes. Uh, at the beginning of July. So if anybody's out there, and especially if you need a Gundam t-shirt, you'll be able to get one without paying shipping. So that's always a good thing. 
So, but um, we'll be back uh, in a few weeks with our next episode. You're listening to Gundam MAHQ. Hello, legendary fans. Guillermo del Toro here. I'm in Toronto, Canada, finishing up Crimson Peak, a gothic tale coming your way 2015. But I have a bit of good news to share with you. From now until April 2017, we're going to develop a new animated series for Pacific Rim, continue the comic book series that we started with Year Zero, and most importantly, creating a sequel for the film. I'm working on this with Zach Penn and Travis Beecham, and we are all very happy to be bringing you more kaijus, more Jaegers kicking each other's butt. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. The rules have changed. Judgment Day. Watch it! How many more of my kind must be sacrificed? You gotta have faith, Prime. Who we can be.